from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, the Direct confirmed that Mario Kart 9 is dead. I found myself under two feet of snow. I bet big on Game Boy and lost. Again. I bet I bet big on a lot of things too and lost as well. I think I, I put it in the outline. I said I reached for the stars and I couldn't even touch the clouds. <laughs> Which there's a pun in there too. So we could we'll talk about that. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode three hundred and seven. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about Nintendo Directs and how Nintendo is doing a lot of fan service this time, I think. Bringing bringing a lot of bringing back a lot of classics, which is which is cool. I'm into that. When was the last one? Was it September? And as far as like, oh wait, let's let's introduce ourselves. Uh, we are we are your hosts. I'm Trey Braviaries Can't Go Up Johnson. I'm Jeremy. I buy my runes physically, Mikowski. And I'm John, useless bingo strats knitter. Oh no! So uh, we, I think we're going to do things a little bit different this this time. I think that I think that we're just going to just go straight into the direct on the top here. We'll talk, we'll talk about the Direct, and then we'll talk about stuff we've been playing and all that on the second half. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. So there was a new Nintendo Direct today. It's kind of funny because, uh, you know, there was there was a lot of buzz, people saying that there was going to be a Direct soon, there was going to be one in February. I didn't see any dates, and I was actually kind of already trying to like plan an episode for us to do with the Smashing Theory, who does predictions, mm-hmm. and they've actually, they've actually ended their Smashing Theory show. So you should listen to that. I listened to their final episode. It's great. These guys are hilarious. Wait, they're done? Yeah, the Smashing Theory is done. The show Smashing Theory is done. They did a final like three and a half hour episode, which is incredible, and everybody should listen to it. I thought it was hilarious. But uh, they, I wanted them to be on the show and talk about their show, and they're going to do other podcast stuff. They're not done forever. They're just going to have a different name and all that. Spoilers. But I wanted to, uh, I wanted to have them on to like do predictions for the direct. Because that's what they do. And like I feel like right after it was like a couple days after they asked him to be on the show, they said that there was gonna be a direct today. And I was like, fuck, I guess we didn't get to it quick enough. I was originally planning on doing it today, which is good that I didn't because I work and all that. We ended up recording later and all that stuff, but but I still want to have them on next week. We'll do some sort of weird prediction thing or something and it'll be fun because they're cause they're great. But hopefully if you know, depending on how work goes and all that stuff, but but yeah, I was thinking, I was planning on like trying to do a direct prediction thing with them. And I was, my original thought was that the direct was going to be the same day that Majora's Mask came out. And that would be like their, you know, they'd be like, oh, we're going to. So I th- so I was guessing, my I think my original thought was uh, that the direct was going to be like um, February 24th was what I was going to say was my prediction. Because that's my prediction for that's the day when Majora's Mask is going to drop for expansion pack. Like that's my idea on that because they've been they've been hitting the final Thursday of the month, right? Or like, is it maybe not the final? Maybe the week before. So maybe like the seventeenth. 
I know Jeremy. I, I said like, Majora yeah. today on yeah. my was one of my things. Yeah, no, that was a good that was a good guess. I thought that might happen also. They might do yeah, it early. I thought so too. But I, I thought they were gonna try to keep with the cadence and all that and have it on the same day. So but regardless, we, we got a we got a very meaty uh forty minute direct of uh for Nintendo Switch. Um I watched it multiple times because I was at work and uh it was originally planned for us to have lunch at four o'clock and I was like, All right, perfect. I will watch it right at four o'clock. But then we had lunch early. We had lunch at three. So I actually had an interview during the direct. So I watched the first 10 minutes of the direct waiting for them to get the interview set up. And then I switched my headphones because I was I was watching the direct on my OLED off the YouTube, you know, because they brought my switch with me. And I and I just I just switched my headphones from the OLED to the recorder to record the to record the uh, interview. But I was also watching watching the direct silent. So the first time I watched like the last 30 minutes with no audio whatsoever. I was just kind of like, you know, just taking it in. And once that interview was over, you know, we had a lot of time in between. So I watched the rest of it with my headphones on. And then, of course, because I like to do it for the show, I watched it again in Japanese. Because I like to have... Because there's always differences between both of them. So I, I covered the shit out of it. And I watched it a little bit again with uh, Jess when I got home. So When you're wow. at work and you're doing your job and you're recording... And you're also watching a Nintendo Direct. Like, explain to me more. How, how does that work? How, how are you able to? What do you mean? I only need. I, it's it's like how I edit this podcast. I yeah. I, I I just need my. I, I'm really. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of good at multitasking in that way. Like my brain can. My ears can be on a thing, and I can be doing another thing with my eyes and my hands. Yeah, you know, I do the same thing when I'm editing this. Well, I'll be like playing a game and listening to the podcast. And I'll be listening to the podcast, and I'll be like, okay, well, I want to fix that. Or there's an um in there, like something I want to... I'll like just pause the game and go back and fix the edit and then put it back on. And I don't know. I feel like I can get kind of in the zone in that way, where I can really focus... I can really focus on the audio if I'm doing another thing also at the same time. It's like my Zen thing, like when I play games and listen to podcasts at the same time. I feel like I get the most out of the game and the podcast if I'm doing both of them together. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm so fidgety and I need to do like something at all times. But I just, you know, I have a, I mean, I have the recorder in front of me here mm. and I have the, and I have the switch under me and I'm not watching the switch the whole time. You know, I'm watching the levels on the recorder, you know, I'm making sure it's recording and like all the levels are fine and I mess with it and all that. And I'm listening to the interview, but I also glance at the, I'll look down at the, I just keep the direct playing under me while I'm doing all this stuff. I did the same thing on, on North of the 10. I watched the direct on that while I was doing, you know, silent. In the background, I put my phone like on top of the recorder and just just had it running while I was doing all the dials on the recorder and all that. You know, I, I can do both. <laughs> there you go. I can do it. And it was kind of funny when I was watching it the second time with my headphones on, I kind of started to get a little crowd around me of the crew of crew members just like <laughs> standing by me watching it. And I'm just kind of like, oh, maybe I, sh-. I did feel a little weird. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because I don't want to distract people from their jobs and all that. But I found out today that we had like maybe five switches on set that, that crew members had. Like we had multiple switches and people were playing Smash Brothers like on set, so it's cool. And I made some made some new Switch friends on there. We did we did that local ad user and all that stuff, but cool. We had our own little brotherhood or whatever you want to call it, a community of everybody being interested in the direct and it falling on a work day and all that stuff. And it was cool. Yeah, we we talked about the games and stuff. And one of the guys who's like our he's a he's like our utility sound person on it, our, our A two or whatever. He's big into Switch, so. He was just kind of just hovering over me and watching the and watching the direct as I was what as I was listening to it on my headphones and I had one headphone off so I could talk.
talk to him about it. And yeah, it was fun, I guess. <laughs> you know, you know, I didn't expect to do it at work, but you know, we do what we can to watch, uh, to watch these directs and all that. But I watched, yeah, I watched it a few times. I was waiting for somebody to be like, why do you keep watching that so many times? I'm like, I got to cover it for the show. Got to cover it for the podcast oh, yeah. later. <laughs> you know, I actually went to have dinner with a couple of friends tonight and, uh, we were at their house and I got there and they, their entire living room, they've got like a, a low shelf with some lighting like up near the ceiling, and they've got just crazy amounts of amiibo. I don't know if they have more or you have more, Trey. But I actually, um, I figured it actually, you know what? I don't want to derail the show, but uh, <laughs> Jess actually asked me how many amiibo I had and how many amiibo I didn't have, and I saw that as a challenge. So I made a note. Okay, so here are the numbers I own 112 amiibo figures. And I don't have 97, so it's almost half and half. Oh. So I got on Are one. Of, I got on one of the Amiibo apps that I used to have, and it was all updated. Mm-hmm. And I basically went through and cataloged everything that I owned of Amiibo. So I own 112, and I there's 97 that I don't own that are that have been released as of right now. So there's like over 200 Amiibo out there. There's almost like 215 Amiibo or something. Jeez. But yeah, that's what I learned about Amiibo. But your, but yeah, your friends, they had a, they had a bunch of them. They had them like set up really cool. Like I said, it was around the whole living room, which they call their media room. Cause that's where they have a, a TV. And they have like another living room that has no TV, you know, where you can hang out and just talk. But um, yeah, the entire room, like they had the, uh, the display that they sold that was like the the end of the level in Mario One. Do you remember that with the flagpole? Yeah, you could buy. You mean like with oh, the right. steps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that, and they had the and the, and the pipes on too. That. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, the stand, right? The amiibo stand with the steps. Yeah, they had they had a lot of really cool Nintendo stuff. They also had a uh, the Lego Nintendo, the actual NES, and then they had the Lego uh, question mark block. Mm. assembled so i gotta see that like open up with the the mario 64 diorama inside of it now is that cooler looking in person than it yes pictures it's amazing there's so many little tiny details because you look at it you see like where they show the lava level you just get like a little tiny diorama of that but if you look closely you can see the little tiny like puzzle of bowser that's moving around on the lava like it's in the right spot you know it's pretty cool that's cool and that, that you're talking about the Lego, like the one with the TV and all that, where they kind of he's talking yeah, about the question saw, block. Question block. They he, had the t- he's, he's they had that. that there's a question block too. Yeah, they yep. had both of those. Because I know there's the Lego NES one where you turn it on and like it moves, mm-hmm. like the Mario moves on the TV and all that. I was going to say he one showed the, me like he took the cartridge out and everything. Yep. It was so cool. I was going to say we totally lied to our listeners. We said that we were going to talk about the direct, and now we're talking about Nintendo Legos. What's going on here? <laughs> Oops, sorry. They're like tossing their they're tossing their phones at the wall right now, being like, "What the fuck?" Oh, because I got derailed too. Anyway, they were like, "Did you watch the direct yet?" I was like, "Yes, I have to do a podcast about it tonight." Yeah, it was. Um, I, I guess that because I bring my switch to set, which actually the audio person that originally, well, one of the audio people that I met through this that hired me for last first part of last season or whatever. Uh, he has a switch too, so it, it kind of like it's kind of like moved around the set. And actually, some of the people who have switches now actually bought switches because we had them and we were playing them at another time. So it's kind of like we kind of sort of started started a thing, I guess. And I was talking to one of the camera people that was like, because uh, we hadn't done anything yet. And I was like, "Did you bring a book or something?" He's like, "Yeah, I did." And he's like, uh, "I saw you brought your switch." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I always bring the switch because you never know. Sometimes you gotta wait for some hours, and it's good to have it just to." You know, you, you, you're all ready, but you'll have it to do while you're waiting for. And sometimes it's a tattoo show. So 
a lot of times you have to wait for tattoos to get completed, which take a really long time. So you have to film, you know, record the beginning of it and then wait for the tattoo to be done and then film the end of it. And that can take like multiple hours. So it's best to have something to do with you, which I've done. You know, I, I played Quake or No More Heroes or whatever. I played a little bit of Pokemon Arceus today. It's nice to have a Switch with you. And it kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. You're really loving that you bought the OLED, aren't you? I Yes, I love the OLED. And it was kind of cool because one of the crew members was like, they were playing. They were playing. They were playing uh, Smash Brothers in the corner, and they're like, "Well, you know, Trey has an OLED." <laughs> so it was a. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, I got the OLED. You want to see it? I got it over there." You're a cool kid. It's got a smaller bezel. Take a look at it. It's way heavier than the other ones. But you know, I, yeah, I watch. I watch it on. I watch it on the Switch. But but everybody. But it was cool because everybody's kind of like they got Switches. They're into it. You know, Nintendo's popular now, which we didn't mention last week. They beat their own record. They beat the Wii. They beat the record of the Wii, which I think is major, like the sales of the Switch and all that did. Oh, wait, the Switch passed up the Wii? Yeah, it passed yeah. the Wii. You didn't see that? The I only... guess it's got different iterations, so that makes sense. Well, the yeah, it it, it was a hundred. Was it like a hundred and four million was above Something like that? What the Wii? It, it passed the Wii and the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It'll probably beat the PS2 pretty soon. Well, well, PS2 is the number one. It's the highest yeah, selling system of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but the only Nintendo things that are left on the list are uh, the Nintendo DS and the and the Game Boy and just the regular Game Boy. So. I mean that's pretty cool. It it surpassed the Wii, and I remember uh, was it one of the one of the whatever the president was that was in Iwata like said that 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 the that the Switch would would surpass the Wii in sales, and mm-hmm. nobody believed him like when it launched, and almost five years later, it has surpassed the sales of the Wii. You know, so I think that's major because the Wii was such a huge was such a huge thing. You know, it was like lightning in a bottle for Nintendo, like prints money on itself and all that. You know, by itself, so. Yeah, that was in. But I think that was in between episodes. We didn't. We didn't mention that yet. It, it, it came from the earnings report and all that stuff. But yeah, still killing it. Still Nintendo Switch. Still fucking doing it. You know, and uh, people don't seem to care really. I mean, what I kind of noticed from the people that I talked to that have Switches on set is they don't really care what the game looks like. You know, like we were watching the direct and uh, we watched. We saw like the MLB the Show thing, and it's like. He's like, you know, it looks fine. You know, he, he didn't really care that it had like real time beard growth or whatever that it would have on a PlayStation Four and Five and all that. You know, so. But let's uh, let's stop delaying. We should get we should get to the actual direct here. But uh, I I enjoyed the direct for the most part, even though the very beginning of it was like was like, Bullshit. and I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I was excited yeah. and then I wasn't excited. It was one of the, it's that you know it's that meme where you see the guy get excited and then he's like, uh huh, right. At the end part, it yeah. was Fire Emblem <laughs> Warriors. So <laughs> you you probably felt some of a little bit of a a de- l- little bit of a deja vu thing. Well, I was thinking about a uh, you know um, the uh, the Breath of the Wild one that they did. You know where it's oh, like right. oh where they show like stuff that's like a sequel or more Breath of the Wild but a Muso game. It was kind of the same thing. It's like a sequel mm-hmm. is a sequel to Three Houses but not Fire Emblem. You know, so it's like it's like I'm not it's like I'm not gonna play that. I'm not getting that game. Sorry. And I meant I meant, I was mentioning to Jess. I'm like I'm not get I'm not getting another Warriors game. She's like, I'm surprised you got the Hyrule Warriors game. And I was like, well, there wasn't a whole lot to do on Wii U. So that's why I got that game. And I had a lot of fun with it at the time. So, <laughs> so whatever. It, it was, it was fun for what it is. But yeah, it started off with uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Three Hopes is what it is. And yeah, it's like a new, it's a new story based off of the Three Houses stuff. And, but yeah, it's Fire Emblem Warriors. So I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. Another Fire Emblem. I'm like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> so at this point can you just play it on there's going to be like a hyrule warriors warriors based off of breath of the wild 2 and there's going to be a basically every big game is going to have a 
Well, I mean, they. I mean, I guess they could. They could add it to uh, whatever. What was that one called? I I already forgot what it was called. The uh, the the Breath of the Wild Muso game. The Calamity one. Yeah. Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity. Yeah. So they could. I mean, what I what I think as a prediction is, I think that whenever Breath of the Wild two comes out, like they'll add that as a DLC to Age of Calamity. Because they did, because Hyrule Warriors had a shit ton of DLC that they just kept putting on it, and they had a season pass that you could buy. So they'll probably just incorporate that within the season well, I don't pass. Think, I don't know. Games don't usually add DLC after like a year or two. So. But but the Warriors games do though. <laughs> they, I mean, Hyrule Warriors There's had also a, one had big a game later on. That is very much DLC. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm alluding a little bit. There you go. Okay. So that was the beginning. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Um, I'm I I don't care. I'm not going to get it. It looks pretty, but it's. I think uh, I saw some tweets about that where it's like, uh, here's a new section to one of your favorite games, but it's uh, this, but it's Warriors. It's like, no, move along, move along. It's like if something had a text adventure prequel, but it's a Muso postquel. Yeah, it's like I just I I bought enough of those games. I don't I don't need another one. How about Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp? So this is one. This is one we already knew about. Uh, did you have this on your bingo? Right? I guess we haven't. I did. Did you want? I did not. Did you want to say any of the bingo stuff that we had that wasn't, or do you want to do that after this? Let's do it after. Let's do the bingo. Okay. I, I, w- whenever we get to something that we predicted, we'll say that we predicted it. So, right. so like you did. It. So you did have. I know that you did have a Advance Wars one and two reboot camp, and that that's good. That's a that's one that I was like, oh, that's a good one. I should have done that because yeah, there's a good idea that was going to be in there because this game was originally supposed to happen last December. It was supposed to end end mm-hmm. 2021. And it got pushed forward. And there was there was like um, a, per, a projected release date on the eShop, but I guess people didn't think it was necessarily confirmed. But now it's fully confirmed, and we believe. and we know that they have uh, that they've done voice acting for the game and all that. There's like little animations of the characters and all that. That's cool. Advance Wars games are fun, and I'll probably end up getting it unless something else crazy comes out in April. But I really enjoyed. I I really liked Advance Wars one a lot when because I bought it. I bought the Game Boy Advance game and i played it on my gamecube Game Boy player when it came out and i also bought advance wars 2 for wii u on the virtual console there and i had a lot of fun with that too so i'm i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get them again and, and play them on there and enjoy it because and also we we gotta we gotta you know we gotta put money towards advance wars right so maybe they'll do another one maybe they'll do a new one it's but, true but so but, i did get I did actually buy Advance Wars on the Wii U uh, VC as a response to liking Wargroove so much, which oh, I okay. kind of fell off yeah. Wargroove. But if this has the asynchronous multiplayer like Wargroove had, oh, oh, well, I think I think it might though because the original mm-hmm. Advance Wars actually had really good multiplayer, and I think they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing where you can create your own maps too, right? Because it's because it was in the direct. Yep. So it yeah, is. they did. You could create your own maps and you could play people on the maps and you can play is the different main characters who all have different abilities based on what they are and all that. So there, there was some really good multiplayer in those original advanced wars games. So if that's like online and all that, which I'd be really surprised if it wasn't, that's, that's great. You know, it's going to be a really cool thing on there. So, so I'm excited about it. I'm kind of interested in the next one. Are are you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, this one was this one really surprised me. I was like, I had never ever would have thought. I thought nobody gave a shit about No Man's Sky anymore. So exactly, if you remember, let, let me take you back to the. I don't remember when it was, but I remember No Man's Sky originally getting announced, and I was like, well, that sounds really cool because it's supposed to be like sword. a lot of people were really interested. It was like a sort of a roguelike galaxy thing where you can find these. Mm-hmm 
these planets that like are way different from each one and they're all completely unique, but there's sort of a multiplayer thing to it where you can kind of like talk to people in space stations or something like that and go to all of them. That wasn't in the original. Though. Well, that w- this is what they portrayed to you about what yeah. it was going to be. And then the game came out and all the planets looked the same and super dull and boring and it kind of got thrown out of the bus really early. That's what I remember is everybody being like, it's going to be better than every other game because everything's going to be so unique. And then it, and then it came out and everything kind of looked like shit and everything sort of looked the same. And it was all like real boring and the designs of the creatures and all that stuff was not good. And mm. and it was one of those things where they, but they added a bunch of stuff to it later and apparently right. people liked it after. But I think it kind of became like an indie success story in the end because yeah. it was crowdfunded and, or was it crowdfunded? I think it was. That I don't I know. Don't I just, I just remember everybody being really disappointed at, of it. When it was oh, when yeah, it yeah, launched, yeah. like that was a whole thing, where where they were like, I mean, you saw memes where it's like, here's what they said the the planets would look like, and here's what they actually look like, and they're all like, it looks like sixty four games or whatever with like the points <laughs> and all the low poly and all that, and dinosaur planet. <laughs> I remember everybody was really was really mad about the way the game actually ended up being versus what they said it would be. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, through the CU podcast. Uh, Ian from that show, he he plays uh, No Man's Sky, and he's a pretty big advocate for it. And so he kind of said exactly what you're saying, where it, it started out, you know, shitty, but it's over time, it's really become a, a great game. So just because of his endorsement, I've had my my eye on it. And that's I mean, this game, I, I never would have expected this to come to Switch, but here it is. This game is from a long ass time ago. Yeah, yeah, it is like five <laughs> years or something at least. It, it was a. Uh, it was a long time. Well, I remember. I remember people talking about it on Eight Four Play, like you know them making mm-hmm. fun of it when it came out. But I remember some people like coming around to it later and saying that it did get better, or like there was some cool stuff added after the fact. So I don't know. It, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I can't. I really don't see myself getting it. But 2016 is when it came out, August 9th. It's. But it's. Isn't it younger than? Uh, Another game that we'll talk about later at the end of this. Yeah. When we get to it, another game that will never die. Never say yep. die for this game. <laughs> because I because I thought that was twenty fifteen, right? So that one's really funny. That's almost ten years old. And it will all yeah, whatever. We'll we'll get to it. But yeah. This next one is my game of the show. I threw my arms up in the air when I saw this. This one really surprised me too, but uh I figured, yeah, there it is. Uh Jeremy's showing it on the camera there. Uh Mario Strikers. You, I think you both, you both have it on your bingo cards, right? We well, do, do both. Okay, okay. I do. Yep. I, I do not. I do not. My, my bingo card was hoping for great things that did not happen. But I had it on my last bingo card ideas. too, just because I knew it was time. It was like, okay, we had tennis, we had golf. They're going to do another one. What's it going to be? It's got to be strikers because we haven't had one since the Wii. Well, I mean, and, well. Is that right? We haven't had one since the Wii, correct? The Wii, the Wii was the last one, yeah. But I was going to say, don't don't forget that there was there was like some evidence about it. There were there were some like uh, things that happened because didn't Nintendo bought the company that made that right? They they bought the um, they did. next level next right? Level games. Yeah, the next level yeah. who made who made the uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion game after Luigi's Mansion three? They purchased the company. And also, don't yep. forget that in the uh, when you go to the, uh, the the movie studio level in Luigi's Mansion Three, there are movie posters for Mario Strikers in there. So they did. I felt like they had already kind of hinted that it was going to be a thing. So, and and when they bought the company, I was like, all right, hundred percent, Strikers is going to happen. Like I'd be really surprised if it doesn't. Like Strikers was one of my back. big yeah games on the Wii, uh, especially with the online mode. I played that online mode. 
all the time on that you know crappy Wii online. <laughs> and I can't wait to have like a proper Mario Strikers online. You could put so like you a play. thousand hours into that, like uh, <laughs> like Mario. Oh, I'm Rocket going League. to for sure. I mean, Rocket League. I'm at 500 hours. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of retired from that essentially. But uh, yeah, Mario Strikers will bring me back onto the digital digital soccer field. And uh, I look forward to joining up and, and forming a, a, a league with you guys or, or whatever they called it. I want to be in a club with you guys. Yep. In a club sure. with you guys. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, great podcasters that we follow, uh, I, I did enjoy seeing uh, Kat Bailey was talking about how it would be, it would totally, it would finally break her free from FIFA because she's played like so much of FIFA because she's a huge soccer mm. fan and she's very excited about, about, uh, Mario Strikers saving Enough her. FIFA. Time to join the big leagues. She she was ready. She was very happy f- about uh Strikers saving her from the hell of FIFA because FIFA's <laughs> terrible, but she still plays it because she's a soccer fan and all that. I understand that. It's coming out on uh, June tenth, so not too long. Yeah, that's what I love about Nintendo is that they wait on these things and they're like, oh no, it's only a few months. It's not like, well, actually, they do do that about other things where they're like, <laughs> here's a Metroid Prime Four logo. Uh, five years later, um, what's up? <laughs> we haven't seen it. They definitely kept the uh, like stylized. I don't know. Take on me, almost take on yeah. me video <laughs> art going. Scratchy edges. And well, we, we have it with like yeah. full color. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not like the pencil. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I thought I, I like the art style. Look good. Uh, it has more personality than the other Mario sports games for sure. Like, there's a absolute style to it with the scratchiness, and then they're all wearing like this semi futuristic gear and mm-hmm. like. It it stands out from the pack from all the other Mario sports games. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a different company from uh, from uh, golf and all that. I think it's going to be an esport. Like it does look like something that is going to people are going to like. It gives me Splatoon vibes, which we'll get to. Yep. That, but. but that's yeah. I mean, that's it, with the gear and everything. It, it's not. Yeah. Oh that's. sure. It, it's it's still not going to dethrone Mario Golf for me. I love that game. But speaking of Splatoon, I think we can move on from Strikers to Splatoon three and uh. This I, uh, maybe I don't know if this was for you, but it, this was actually kind of a letdown for me because it looked the same as the. I think I think we all. All right, so this is something I think everybody, all of us, predicted mm-hmm. Splatoon three. Uh, just yeah. just did too. She put Splatoon. 3 I actually wrote well Splatoon her, two first yeah. and I had to uh, change it to a three. You forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot the Splatoon two. Already <laughs> I was like, which one out. are we on? I forgot. Yeah, it's been so long. But yeah, ju- just as well. Uh, she put right right there if you can see it on the phone. She put Splatoon. There it is. Splatoon three. I see it on there. So yeah, we we all had Splatoon three on there, but it, when I saw it, I was like, you know, this looks this looks a, a, exactly like Salmon Run on Splatoon two. And then they're like, okay, well here's like a fish. It's called Fish Stick, and it's a thing that comes down with fish like rotating around it. And I don't. I, I wasn't really that impressed with it. It, I, it. I thought that it looked the same as what was already on Splatoon two, and I honestly thought that it was just a late DLC Splatoon two thing that was just going to get added to Salmon Run because it looked exactly like the Splatoon two Salmon Run. You know, so it's kind of like if that one was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know. It didn't do that much for me. What would I mean? What did you think of it? I've never really got too into the salmon run so it's hard it's it's too hard like i, I lose it too often i played it with you a yeah. few times it's difficult like day, but people yeah, got to be really I, good to do it right people love it because it's got like instances kind of and you get your party together and you face like really hard shit it's a lot of fun if everybody's really good at it but but i, yeah. I feel like the problem i had with uh, splatoon 2 was they make you use every weapon and when they give me the sniper rifle which i hate I always die using the sniper rifle because I hate using that thing because it's so slow to aim and I I can't I don't know 
I, I die every time on that. So hopefully they I just fix thought that. that my, my big takeaway was that uh, that and monster guy looked a lot like Kraid. Oh, definitely. I saw Kraid. Oh, sure. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some Kraid similarities in there. I do want to say, John, I saw your note here. This was some of the weirdest music I've ever heard. In, it was so off putting, right? I love that. Like, it was like there was some sort of like smooth, like classical thing going on, but it was like glitchy, like hyper pop or something at the same time. It wasn't like the regular, it wasn't like the regular gibberish songs that they do. Well, no, it. No, no, it's split into the split. It fit into the Splatoon world. It was like an evolution of the Splatoon music. Is how I felt about it. It was like, oh, what if we added some like new contemporary elements to the Splatoon world, as though their music mm. progressed at the same time as ours, ours did. Yeah, the it music was strange. Though. It was like it, it was it was good. It was interesting, but it was just like someone made a song and then they said, "Well, what, what if we did all the opposite notes of that?" And then, like, it was like an inversion of a song or something. I don't remember. Some... I don't remember what the song was on there. I have to listen to it again. It's not. It's not memorable. It's not catchy. It's. But it it's wasn't. It wasn't effective the, it was, it, and moody and weird. It wasn't the singing squidlings though, like you have on. Because uh, no. those are some of my favorite. Because they had. I mean, if you go back and listen to our old podcast episodes, like every time there was a new Splatoon thing announced, I always ripped the song off of it and put it on our episode because they always would do these bangers like these really good like weird octoling gibberish songs that are like you know whatever like i love that shit like i love the splatoon soundtrack this almost sounded like apex twin like it had like a weird scatter beat kind of thing going over like a kind of a classical like smooth element I mean, their, their soundtracks have always been kind of like out there, but I really like them. Like, I think the, I don't know. I, I always felt like that, that like main theme for the, the main theme for the single player on the first platoon was like great. Like that's been in a lot of my mixes, like for, you know, that I've done for whatever, for WRT radio and all that stuff. Like that single player song is just, it's great. Like it, it goes all sorts of different places and yeah, it's cool. I mean, I'm already excited about Splatoon 3, but that Salmon Run stuff didn't really do that much for me. Just probably because I never really was that good at Salmon Run and I didn't think like it, I didn't feel like it looked that much different than what we already have on Salmon Run for Splatoon 2. So that was kind of like a, a math for me. What did you, what did you think yeah, about think, it aside from the I, music? I think it's just hype train. And I mean, Splatoon is a, a competitive esports title. So people are probably excited about new salmon run and you know, they, they do know they're catering to a certain audience by this salmon run stuff. It's not us, but it's certain people. I mean, salmon run is, you know, salmon run is kind of like, I mean, you could compare it to like something like monster hunter, you know, it's something like if you have a really good group of four people that are good at the game, it could be really fun. You know, it could be like if you're really good at like cooperating and taking on like big things that are thrown at you and all that, it could be really fun. But if you're jumping into it with random people like I did, chances are you're going to die and not make it all the way. Or you're playing with me (laughs) or me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, I just I saw they added like the ability to throw things to each other. Oh, you can toss the eggs now. So that that helps, Uh I guess. Yeah, you can you can pass the eggs. Kind of adds like a more of a sports thing to it i mean that is something that helps it but like i said i wasn't that big of a salmon run player because i sucked at it so <laughs> you know but hope maybe i'll like it more the second time around and i really i don't know why they couldn't just update splatoon 2 instead of having a splatoon. yeah it kind of felt like the same thing but i but i really i really like the idea of it and i tried to play it so many times it's just i sucked at it and like regular splatoon if you lose at it your rank goes down so you make less money because it's supposed to be like you're a worker and you're like a freelance worker, so you make more money and you can unlock more stuff if you do better. But if you do badly, your career just goes to shit, and it's kind of hard to come back from that. 
on from that. Anybody remember these Front Mission games? I don't remember. No, them. no, never heard of them. Have you? I mean, it's front a Square Mission first and Front Mission two. It's a well, it's a Square Enix game. So, or it was maybe it was a SquareSoft game originally. But yeah, it, it looks like a Fire Emblem style game, like turn based uh, strategy thing with mechs. With mechs, yeah. But I've never heard of it. It kind of looks like Advance Wars or Fire Emblem, or yeah. There's definitely we definitely got some strategy type games in this direct. All right, so the the original front mission game was a 1995 game for super famicom so it was a super nintendo game only in japan and it was also on wonder swan color <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a port of it on wonder swan color which came out in 2002 which i didn't even know that existed but yeah uh it was it's another one of those um you know those japanese games that we didn't that we didn't get to play so it could be cool i mean i like squaresoft and this is 90 squaresoft so it could be really rad you never know. I think Jess got a bingo on this one, right? Disney Speedstorm. Is that is that the next one? Oh, okay. So yeah, they she said got a bingo, or did she get an X? She she got a she no, got no, a, no, an X. Yeah, she got a spot. Actually, there's one. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Janet Garcia. She she did a Nintendo um, bingo card on Twitter, and my favorite one was uh, was for the first time in the U.S. some old game. <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> I, I got a, I got a kick out of that, and that was that's basically this game and some other games later. So uh, <laughs> I, I totally I commented on it and I'm like I can't wait to see uh, for the first time in the U.S. some old game. <laughs> I'm like I'm most excited about that one. But no, I, I laughed at it from seeing it because that I was like that's good. That, that's a real good one. That's basically this uh, <laughs> first time in the U.S. of some old game. Front mission, <laughs> front mission uh, first mm-hmm. and second. But yeah, uh, yeah. On, on Jess's uh, on Jess's bingo, she had a, a new cart game, and we did get a new cart game. We got a Disney cart game, which I'm kind of confused on this because they said it was free to play, mm. and I and they didn't mention whether it was going to be cloud or not. I was I was kind of interested, but uh, mm. you shouldn't. But you could play as Jack Sparrow if you want to from uh, from uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean, or you could play. Or there's Pixar characters in in there also. There's a uh, you know the the monsters are in there. Um, the Incredibles I saw in there. Mickey Mouse. They're heard, like Mulan's really good at speed. I don't know. It didn't really make sense the way. <laughs> oh they yeah, were Mulan. Like, yeah. Cinderella is really great at dropping your shoes behind her. So this one, uh, this one I just have to mention because I was half right on it. So I I voted for Chocobo GP on my bingo card, and Chocobo GP was in the Japanese Nintendo Direct, but not the American one. What the fuck? I saying. thought it wasn't. Oh. I mean, we already knew it was coming, right? No, no, we did. But I'm just saying, Chocobo, Chocobo GP wasn't in the American direct, but it was in the Japanese direct. Okay. Okay. I must have. So I must have seen something about it. Okay. You did. You did actually miss a game on your notes, which I added. Did I? There. Yeah. Okay. Good. Which I was angry about because it's it's to my heart, but it's fine. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. So that was Disney Disney Speedstorm. It's free to play, so I'll try it out. You know, whatever. But free to play is always kind of you know it's like kind of cautious it's like well how much extra shit are we gonna have to pay on top of this is it gonna be like so many tracks and you gotta put some extra money into it for whatever i don't know you know you just want to sometimes you just want to put money down and just have the game you don't want this you know free free to play expects you to pay a lot more than you would for like just a regular game and all that so you never know what you have to do with that free to play with one trip to disney world (laughs) so that's a 2022 summer so there you go but uh Star Wars The Force Unleashed. We got another Aspire Star Wars re-release on the Switch. 
what I okay, so what I, what I want to know about this is, uh, and I asked Jess about this while we were watching the direct earlier, but I'm like, is this the PlayStation Three version or is this the Wii version? Because you know they're completely different. There's like two, they're very different games. So I want to know. Well, they, made, they made mention of the Wii controls though, so mm-hmm. it has to be the Wii version. Right? Well, but I'm when I'm watching it, it looks better than the Wii one because I, I played the shit out of the Wii one. Like I love the Wii one because the motion control Maybe worked, it's a worked really PC well. Version converted to the. Well the, well, the PC version would be the PlayStation 3 version, would be the one with the better graphics. But they actually have different, like, they kind of have the same story, but the levels are different, and there's different parts to it and all that. But the but the, the dual, the two-player dual mode, I think that was exclusive to the Wii slash PlayStation Portable version, because it was also on PSP. I have both versions. I got the PSP one and the Wii one. But... uh no, I mean I, I played the shit out of the game. I thought it was really good. I'll I'll buy it again because I thought it was a really good game at the time. They need to do Force Unleashed two because Force Unleashed two on Wii had a Smash Brothers game on it with with Star Wars characters as an extra thing. And I always wanted to play that and I never got to because because I, I never got Force Unleashed two. But I want to play that. But but the dual the dual mode was actually really good on that first one. Like it was a lot of fun. So I had a, I had a really good time with it. I thought it was really cool. And there's and you can actually oh no no maybe that's a different game. No that's that's episode three. That's a completely different game. There's a PlayStation two one where you can see an alternate ending for episode three, but that's a different game. But Force Unleashed, I like that game. So cool. More Star Wars stuff. I'll I'll buy whatever Star Wars stuff they put on there. I was generally surprised that they did not make make mention of Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that like was, that's going to be a huge game. That was a good. That was a good guess for you. I thought they might be on there because I'm excited about that game. It's got like free roaming uh, Lego stuff, and you know I like the good Lego games, and that one looked like it'd be a solid one. So it's kind of weird. And that comes out when, like, in a week or two, right? Uh, I thought it was. Um, I don't think it's either it's either the end of March or beginning of April. So I don't think it's that okay. clo- I don't think it's that close, but it is kind of it's around the corner is in like the next month or so. And then it was after that uh Jess and I made jokes about it. It's, uh, it's Assassin's Creed. Uh she's like, "Didn't that game come out in like 2001?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know who was that long ago." But no, they're releasing the original. I mean, this is basically like PS PS3. Yeah, so PS3 like-, like showcases. This is the Ezio collection. So this is like Assassin's Creed 1 and two which we already have three and four on the system this is going before that this is going to the beginning beginning of assassin's creed games i don't give a shit about these games i think they're fucking boring but people love them i don't know i think it's cool that they had, had the word asses in there twice <laughs> there yes there you go ass assins cool but no I, I i don't understand why they keep making these games but like some people love assassin's creed whatever good more power to them I tried really hard to like it. I bought Assassin's Creed 2 for PS3 because people were like comparing it to Zelda. I thought it was fucking boring. I bought Assassin's Creed 4, the pirate one for Wii U. which no, people, I always wanted to try Black Flag. Which people love that one too. I thought that was boring too. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's just, I don't know. The, the gameplay just does not hook me at all. It's, I'm just like, mm. I'll wait three months for this one to go to 15 bucks and then I'll consider it getting it and i won't get it i mean i mean if you're gonna get an assassin's creed game i think you should get the three and four that's already on there those games are on sale for like five dollars or some shit like they're yeah they're they're always on sale. they're like nothing but yeah assassin's creed this one was rumored i should have put it in my bingo card but i don't give a shit about Ezio or assassin's creed or any of that shit i don't fucking care but people like it so good for them but uh this is the thing that John left off the list, and now he's fired from Nintendo Main. But uh, oh no, uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I don't know how you how could you forget that. 
But uh wrote it in my notes in my notebook and I just forgot to transfer it over. It's just another strategy game though, right? Like, no, no, it's an action it's an action mech game with Gundam right, with Gundam characters and I'm gonna buy it. Parts of their body. I'm gonna buy the shit out of it because I like Gundam. Even though well S D Gundam is I think I told Jess it's like it's like the Muppet babies of Gundam. You know, it's like these little little chibi Gundam characters or that's what I always think of as Gundam babies when I see S D Gundam, but whatever. It's like the only Gundam game we have on Switch. Well aside from the super robot wars games and all that. I'm I'm gonna get it. I think it looks cool. I mean it's yeah, it's an action mech one. It looks better than that other mech game that we had that was really slow. That like uh you remember that one that like gave you the free trial and all that that John didn't like because it had too many too much intro stuff. Uh yeah. What was the what it was that thing called? It was so unmemorable that I don't even remember what it's called. I know you're talking about though, you're flying everywhere and Yeah, that one. Well, I mean it, it's funny because Damon X Machina. That's what it's called. Yeah. There you go. It's funny because Damon X Machina was produced by the same company that produced no more heroes three so spoilers when you beat no more heroes three there's a there's a crossover from demon x machina in the game <laughs> like all of a sudden characters from demon x machina show up at the end of no more heroes three and i'm like what <laughs> like okay uh all right cool <laughs> it, it was just so funny and out of place but i love that game so it's fine they can do whatever they want but yeah no sd gundam battle alliance i'm gonna buy the shit out of that game it's coming out at some point in 2022 it's got gundams in there they got lightsabers it's great it's gonna be fun hopefully they have that amazing soundtrack of the original uh late 70s gundam i'll be i'm into it and uh moving on to a game that i'm not into uh chrono cross (laughs) no what the fuck man (laughs) this game was not expected but it was kind of but not for the switch but exclusively for the switch like what's going on there were there were rumors right i mean there were people talking about uh well because one of the because like one of the people who did the soundtrack leaked it right because there's a because there's a remix soundtrack for it which i will Mm -hmm. i will give that the soundtrack is very good it has that amazing opening song that i used on many time scar time scar that i've used on many like video game music soundtrack mixtapes whatever that's time scar song is incredible but yeah it's like uh it's like here's the chrono game that trey doesn't like here it is on the (laughs) this version you know i never liked this game either but (laughs) what was it like probably close to a year ago now it was well i still lived at my last place so yeah it's been at least a year when i bought i bought uh chrono cross I bought it too. The, I bought I, I bought it, I bought it when I when I first bought a PlayStation Two back in yeah. I don't know when like back in like 2003 or whenever it was that I bought a PlayStation Two. It was around the time of when Guitar Hero came out. But uh, I bought a PlayStation Two so I could it was backwards compatible so I could play PlayStation One games. So I bought Final Fantasy Nine and Chrono Cross <laughs> for for that system. And uh, I played Chrono Cross and. Uh, I got like five characters in 10 minutes and I'm like, what, this, what, this game is dumb. And then I found out, yeah. I found out that at the beginning of the game, I had to, had to say no to, to your like girlfriend at the beginning five times to get the real ending. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you have to keep refusing her. Yeah. Why? She like earns your trust or something, but she's like your girlfriend or I just, I didn't understand. I just, I was like, I, it did not have the gravitas that uh, Chrono Trigger did. Like it, every character in Chrono Trigger was important when they when they became part of your team and you understood them and you loved them and they had great and they were built up. And this game was like, here's Jeff, uh, he's joining you, and uh, and Bill also that you walked past in this town. He's also part of your team now. It's like eh, I don't really care about these guys. But yeah, Chrono Cross. Well, I do remember <laughs> Radical Dreamers being a thing on like 
message boards like back in the day like before reddit and before lots of other shit you know revealing my grandpa status as an elder millennial um i remember reading on message boards like people developing like a chrono trigger sequel based on radical dreamers and like uh actually doing the 3d assets themselves and all this and trying to get square to buy it or pick it up and help develop it and uh, what is radical dreamers and its relation to chrono cross i don't know how it's related to chrono cross directly but it is a prequel so it does link the two and it's oh, so, okay entirely text-based that's what dreamers? i've seen yeah the, i mean i guess the good thing about it is that it's only 20 dollars on switch it's coming out and you, you can you can pre-order it right now on, on the eShop, and it's coming out on uh april 7th so so we should mention too that Radical Dreamers was a SNES Saddle of You game. So this is the first Saddle of You game on the Switch. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, this was this was very left field for me. So I know it's not like blowing Trey's mind, you can tell, but for me it's like what? Chrono Cross on the Switch? This is crazy. Well, I mean, I figured I mean there were all those rumors about it coming out, and I figured if it was gonna come out, but it's it gonna come out, more it's gonna come out for the Switch. PS5 or PS Yeah. It makes more sense for PlayStation than the Switch to me. Everything's got to come to the Switch, man. If you want, especially I... since there's no fucking Chrono Trigger yet. They outsold the Wii. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they outsold the Wii and the PlayStation One. Everything should be on Switch. Yeah, bring us Chrono Trigger, not a fucking remake of. Sorry, I'm getting a little upset. Actually, I was going to say it's a good segue to the next thing, but that's actually the next next thing because I was going to say you know everybody wants to put everything on Switch, even Sony, but that'll be the next next thing. But th- this next one was a uh, kind of a given. I thought I had it on my bingo card. I think both I of you did as well. I feel dumb yeah. that I didn't write it on mine. I put it on. Well, I put it on there, but I, I doubled down on uh, uh, anniversary plans as well in the same square. So I did not give it to myself because they didn't mention anniversary plans at all. Yeah, you kind of mm-hmm. screwed yourself over in that way. You should have just. You should have made it minimal. I think you're allowed to include it. I, I, I said I said Kirby in the Forgotten Land because Kirby in the Forgotten Land is coming out next month at the end of the next month. I'm pretty sure you know uh, Pokemon Arceus already came out, and I feel like Nintendo is going to pivot to Kirby because that's their next big game. That's their next month big mm-hmm. game. So I figured I'm that actually was, that intrigued was by happen. it. I think it looks it looks really good. This might be the first Kirby game that I buy since the original i mean I, i'm i'm buying it i want to i want to eat a car <laughs> i want to be a carby carby <laughs> yeah so uh it, it's kind of hilarious so you can so you can like eat things but you don't fully eat them you're like you're like kirby stretched over something like a tarp or something yeah. like he like mm-hmm. stretched his skin across the car <laughs> i was right. like i was watching it with jess and i'm like i'm like don't you want to don't you want to eat like a, a like a traffic cone and you can destroy pipes with it or something it'll be fun or I like, like seeing him <laughs> fill up with water and be all wobbly or the like vending or, or like the vent or like the vending machine where you can shoot sodas mm. at people like that's funny and i don't know i i mean i i i like kirby games so i'm i mean i'm i'm excited about this what was the what was the state uh uh, uh why am i, I forget the name of it uh the stephen king yep. movie where the vending machine was killing people with soda can shooting. Oh, yeah, the Mangler? No. No, 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 no. It was the ACDC one, the Who Made Who, um, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive, mm. yes. It was like Kirby meets Maximum Overdrive in some <laughs> ways. Because like he was yeah. the car and he was the vending machine. <laughs> so, yeah. Christine, yeah. So, I mean, some of the stuff, uh, yeah, I, I, liked, I really liked the Christine movie, actually. But, uh, um, 
Yeah, no, it does kind of remind me of Maximum Overdrive, which there were things that didn't make second sense in Maximum Overdrive. Like the aliens took or over. Or even all, Yoshi's Island. They took over all the machines, but they also took over bicycles, which aren't machines. Like they're bicycles. Yeah, they are. Or, yeah but they don't have a c- computer brain in there. You pedal, true, you yeah. pedal it. It has no technology to it. Like what are they, are they possessing gears and making the, what, it doesn't matter. This isn't a, this isn't a Maximum Overdrive podcast, but that, that part didn't make any sense. But uh, the answer to your question earlier, John, about Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, it's coming out on April 5th. So it's not like next week. It's a couple months away, but it is close enough. But it's also coming out on the same day as the next game that was announced in this. I guess we don't have to say anything more about Kirby other than like more of it looks really cool. The the bosses look really cool. The uh, the Waddle Dee town looks cool that you rebuild and all that stuff. And I, I don't know. The more I see of it, I think cool more kirby stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool no i think it's kirby gonna be a lighthearted open world adventure yeah what did you say john no kirby game and watch was announced that was another thing that people were saying there's gonna be a kirby game and watch i don't think that's gonna happen i, I put I, I put i put that down on my on my bingo card but i actually changed it to a thing mm-hmm. that did happen so because i couldn't believe that i forgot because i was originally going to be on my card and i forgot about it when i was writing it and then jeremy one of his reminded me of it and i was like i'm Crossing out Game & Watch and putting that in there. I, I crossed it out because I had two Kirby things on my card, and I was like, you know what, I only need one. But the next one is, we talked about this before in our show, uh, MLB The Show 2020, 2022, um, a Sony game on, on Nintendo. Uh, weird. And and did, did did you notice that when they showed the, uh, the, the like box, it says PlayStation on the bottom? I thought that was really weird. It says Nintendo Switch and it says PlayStation on the bottom of the of the card. So it says might have to get it just for the box. It's like the it's like what you were talking about about the Sega controller that says Nintendo right. on it. It's like the same thing. No, and I mentioned oh, man, it. I when... gotta buy MLB the show and then play it with my Genesis controller. <laughs> and I don't know. The world will cave in on itself. Yeah, no, I, I love this. I, I mentioned it to because I was watching it with one of the people at work, and uh, and I was, and he's like that, you know. He's like, well, that looks good, you know, it looks fine. And I was like, yeah, I, I heard it's a really good game for people who like baseball games, but I'm like, but I feel like it's crazy that Nintendo's making that, that Sony's making Nintendo games. And then I saw it, and I was like, and look, it says PlayStation on the cart. It says it on the front of the cover. That's crazy. It says wow. it says switch in the corner, and it says PlayStation on the bottom. It has the insignia, the little the PS PlayStation insignia on on the thing. So that just kind of was like, yeah, they right up front there. They're showing you this is the PlayStation game on Switch. So even Sony realizes that the Switch is. I mean, they beat the PlayStation One, so might as well hop on the bandwagon. Yeah, and I think we were talking about this a little bit last week, but like, yeah, Sony, Xbox—they've just kind of leaned into the fact that mobile technology will allow them to do something with their stuff without having to have a dedicated mobile platform. Whereas Switch is a dedicated mobile platform, so why not? Well, it's not, but you, you know. Well, what it's mean? kind so of like why not? Why not develop for it? Yeah, it's like a, it's like People the already um, have it. People that play MLB the show probably have a switch sure well it's like a i mean you know it's like the halo game that was going to be on ds like the do you remember the fabled halo game like there's going to be a nintendo ds yeah. halo game because xbox never had a handheld so make a fucking halo game on ds i mean it's apparently one existed i watched footage of it you know it was a thing it never actually happened but they had it going so it's kind of the same sort of like we were talking about how you'd have all these Tomb Raider games on Game Boy and all that because they didn't have 
there was no handheld market for Tomb Raider, so why not? Like, right. let's do a whatever a demaked version of a Tomb Raider on there. And this this uh, trailer for the show was super, you know, whatever. It's some gravelly voiced, you know, narrator just like, yeah, it's just gonna work. Just pick it up and you know, whatever. <laughs> what well, had like some uh. Yeah, and it had like the like it had like some twin baseball players or something in there and a puppet. There yeah, like, I didn't get the. I there's didn't a get puppet the, making the jokes Japanese about stuff. Uh, well, well, interesting thing also about the uh, about the Japanese version of the direct versus this is the Japanese version had a e baseball, a game called e baseball, which is basically the game with the big with the chibi characters with the big heads, which mm-hmm. were on GameCube and Wii. They're doing a new version of that on the Japanese side of it. And I think they showed both. I think they showed MLB the show and that game. Was it the Bigs? No, 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 no. The Bigs the Bigs was a was a midway game. And Midway mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Do you remember the one the, that you're talking about trade is a Konami game, I think. Yeah, the, the guys with the big heads. But it was called it was called E Baseball is what was on the uh, on the on the Japanese version of it. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's exactly the same as um Powerful Pro Baseball. That's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The guys they have the giant they have the giant eyes and like the and the circle heads and they look like chibi guys. Yeah. So E E baseball twenty twenty two. There's there was already a twenty twenty and probably twenty twenty one version as well. But they're making another one of those. I heard they were I heard they were really good as far as like, you know, like like I heard the GameCube one was cool and the Wii one was cool, you know, as far as like arcade baseball games go. So I thought that was interesting to see that that was shown on there again, also with the MLB on the Japanese side. And this this one was on my this one was on my bingo card because uh, Kingdom Hearts the Kingdom Hearts stuff comes up this Thursday, so I expected it to happen. So we have here's the Kingdom Hearts games again. It just kind of just showed the cloud ones that are coming out. And my, it's my Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Integrum. Integrum masterpiece for cloud. Yep, we gotta get Integrum or Integrum. How do you say that? Integrum. I mean, or? I don't know. It's a. I mean, it's. It's the same thing again. Like nothing's different. <laughs> it's this is the same version that's already available on PlayStation Three for less and native and not cloud based. So I don't know. <laughs> but I don't have a PlayStation. Well, four. I mean, you have one of those. I do have that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's on PlayStation Four. But uh, it's the same thing. It's here. Here's Kingdom Hearts again coming out on Thursday. Uh, yeah, we know. Cool. Moving on. Uh, this one was uh, this is one I hadn't thought about for a while. But I guess like it's like let's put everything we can on the Switch. But uh, Klonoa. Uh, think funny thing about Klonoa, I actually beat, I played through Klonoa on Wii when it was re-released on that, <laughs> when they did the remaster on Wii mm. of the PlayStation 1 game, because I always wanted to play it, I always wanted to play the PS1 game, and they did a remaster on Wii, I guess this is a remaster of that on Switch. But it, you know, it's a cute game. It's like a 2D game, but it looks kind of 3D. Was the, 2 on the Wii as well, or was it just the first one? Well, see, I thought 2 was only a Game Boy Advance game, because I played 2 on Game Boy Advance on Wii U, but I guess there was a PlayStation 1 also. I played the Game Boy Advance version of 2. Yeah, and this is Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series that includes 1 and 2. Okay, so I guess maybe it was a PlayStation 1 one that didn't come out to Wii, but I played the Wii one. It was cool. I got it on a, it was Best Buy discount. It was in the discount bin, so, so I got it, but I, but I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It was a game I always wanted to play when it, when I saw it on PlayStation 1, and I finally got it on Nintendo system. This next one was another a jaw-dropper for me. Portal? Portal Companion Collection. Yes, I, I mean... I thought it maybe... was going to be the orange box. I was a little disappointed it wasn't the mm. orange box. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, because you want to play the, Team Fortress? I wanted the Half-Life 2, like... Oh. All those games. Well, I mean, on the Switch. What, one thing that I thought was kind of—I never played. I never played Portal One. I only played Portal Two. So, 
You never played Hor- Portal One? Never. No, really? I only, only played two. Holy Fantastic. shit! I never played. Awesome. I never played two, I, but I played one. I never played Orange Box. You've never played two. I played all the way through the uh, multiplayer on two as well. The so multiplayer is yeah, really good. I'm fully so, yeah. rounded out, yeah. Yeah, no, the multiplayer is really great. My my old roommate Brandon, we used to play. We played that on my PS3. We played the the Portal mm-hmm. Two uh, multiplayer, and it's and it's cool with the two different robots and the different levels and all that. I had a blast with Portal Two. I thought it was really good. I went so Portal Two came out on the same day as Mortal Kombat Nine, like the first the the first reboot of Mortal Kombat, and I went to a midnight release. Of Mortal Kombat at, at a GameStop, and I remember there were other people getting Portal at the same time. I ended up getting Portal later when it was on sale for like twenty bucks because it like went down really quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, but I never played Portal One. I just heard about it, so never got it. I gave up hope on Portal coming to the Switch about maybe a year after that Portal Bridge Constructor. Portal game. Bridge Constructor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we already that was like. Knew. Here's the teaser. Oh, we're going to get Portal on Switch. And then it didn't happen until I, that must have been four years ago when that game came mm-hmm. out. So I gave up hope. It was That's why I was so surprised years. to see it today. Well, so I, I saw some people mentioning it on Twitter, like uh, just being really surprised that Valve was making a Switch game like on the heels of the Steam, the Steam, of the Steam Deck being out. happening and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a proof of concept of their their stuff like the maybe they're like yeah maybe they were they were really surprised that because of the steam deck that maybe they wouldn't do a switch game but here it is because people were like oh valve will never be on switch because they're going to support the steam deck but here we are we have a valve game so but like i said i wish it would have been the orange box because i wanted them to bring half-life to the switch like i wanted that to be a thing well they probably i do love (laughs) portal and i'm glad they're bringing both portal one and two to the switch so it's cool. I just, I, it's just not at all attached to the Half Life. I mean, they're probably, they're probably gonna like do that separately though. They wouldn't release Orange Box as its own thing. They're gonna make you pay extra for Half Life or Team Fortress yeah. well, or whatever Orange, else they want to sell to you again. Is where Portal came from. Portal was. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know that. Much. And Portal was a game on a freeware game called Narbacular Drop. Which I actually played. Was a different game, right? Even before that? Yeah, yeah. I actually played that game before Portal got announced. And it's because Valve engulfed that entire studio. They hired the entire team that made that game and turned it into Portal 2. Anyway, Portal 2. turned it into Portal. I thought Portal 2 was really good. It was, uh, that was like IGN's game of the year of that year was Portal 2. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Because I was afraid they were going to give it to Oblivion, which is a shit game. And I'm glad that it didn't get it. Because fuck Elder Scrolls. But uh, yeah, cool. Portal on Switch. I'm into that. Those games are great. I'll well, buy it. I've played is... both multiple times, but I'll I'll do it again. I play two again. I, I had a blast with two. I, I played it on PS3. I had a great time with it. You I'll can buy get it through one in a, a day. Uh, yeah, I always want to play. I want to play Portal One. Um, I'm actually really excited about Live Alive. Is that is that what it's called? I've heard. I'm sure you've heard it too. I've heard it mentioned on Retronauts, like various uh, RPG podcasts and all that. Live Alive is kind of like its own Mother 3 in its own way, right? Or like yeah. Terra Enigma or like any other sort of weird Japanese game that never came out. It kind of reminds me of Moon out. as well, yeah. Well, because it was, it was a Fam- Super Famicom game, right? It was a Square Enix mm-hmm. game. Did you read this? Uh, it, you sh- I, I, I put a post on here. I did read. I did read. The pair uh, did on Twitter, which was incredible because he just like goes into like how in how like revolutionary it was of the time and 
how it's people the just... music. The composer's the one from Mario RPG. Well, it's Street Fighter, better soundtrack, but yeah, same same writer. But uh, yeah, no, she did. She also did soundtrack for Xenoblade Chronicles One. Uh, spoiler coming up later. But uh, yeah, uh, Yoko Shimomura did did a lot of really great stuff. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter, Kingdom Hearts, Super Mario RPG, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, so I thought Yoko Shimomura also did the soundtrack for Mario Kart One. I thought. Am I correct I think on so that? Too. Yeah, I was saying she's incredible. She wrote she wrote a lot of really good shit. That's cool. But no, I'm I, I'm really excited to play this game because it has the 2D HD uh, style that I love so much, and it's like it's like Octopath Traveler, but great, but actually good, I guess. Where you can where you can play like what is it like six different characters that exist in like six different timelines, but when they come together, they actually mean something to each other. They aren't just like hanging out with these people that never talk together or whatever. I don't know. I think it looks really fucking cool. And it, it, Pear was saying it goes like all the way back to like when we couldn't when like uh, when like a speech didn't even exist and there's like no dialogue because because uh, like dial because like speaking hasn't been invented yet and like and you go to like the way future mm. and like crazy sci-fi stuff and I'm excited and it's only like twenty bucks so yeah I'll play it I'm, I'm buying that game hundred percent I want to play Live Alive. I want to play weird uh, Square Enix stuff for Super Famicom that didn't come out here. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm hoping this is my moon for the year as far as like, I didn't know about this until recently and now I'm obsessed with it and it comes out and it actually like somewhat meets my expectations for hitting a a note that I didn't know I needed to hit in gaming. Because moon is just like, it's still stuck with me. Moon, moon soap. Yeah, you were you're the one you're the one of us that made it through that game. We we all got it, but you were the one who made it to the end. I, I gave up on it, and I th- and John gave up on it way way earlier than I did. Mm. I intend to go back to it because I, I I see the chibi roots in it. I know I got to play through that game. By but. by the way, I, d- I don't want to like uh, miscredit uh, the the person who wrote the soundtrack for Super Mario Kart was Soya Oka, not not Yoko Shimomura. Okay, I just wanted to correct that for anybody who's throwing throwing their phone across the room and screaming at us about being wrong on that i think this next one is the biggest surprise of the show really i really wanted this nintendo switch sports back (laughs) yeah i thought maybe there's going to be a peripheral i was excited about it that would have been appropriate but there isn't a peripheral i mean i just thought maybe like are they going to really is it going to feel like the wii version we're talking about Nintendo Switch Sports, which is like a direct sequel to Wii Sports. You know that somebody is gonna is gonna make a little tennis thing that you can stick on the end of your uh, of your Joy-Con, and you can. <laughs> you remember, like five thousand somebody's you, are gonna you make remember, little tennis you remember, things. You remember those shitty fucking plastic yeah. things that you could buy that yeah. you could put it? I never. I mean, that was like a total oh ripoff. Like, why would you? But yeah, uh, but and this isn't a this isn't a sequel to to Wii Sports. This isn't a sequel to Wii Sports Resort. This is a sequel to was it Wii Sport Club or whatever it was called on Wii U? <laughs> like this is a sequel to remember that sports club? Like there was a game yeah. that was on Wii U where you could mm-hmm. rent like different uh, sports at different times. Like this is a sequel to but that. they were but they this. were nodding to the Wii Sports game. Didn't they say that they like? Didn't they say the Wii Sports? They did. Game? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Wii Sports was I'm a continuation saying, of Wii I'm Sports or something, something that they said. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to play it. There's going to be a free uh, online demo next weekend, the 18th through the 20th, we with with, register. with bowling. Uh, was it bowling, uh, tennis, and Shambara, which is the sword fighting thing, available to play? And I want to try it. Yep. And I, I was watching this with uh, with my coworker and. Uh, I was like, uh, he's like, well, that he's like, that looks really cool. Those games were great, and I was like, 
I'm like, but I don't, but I don't think that the Wii, I don't think that the Switch, the the Switch motion was ever as good as the Wii motion was. Nope. I was never yeah, convinced on it. I'm curious so, to see how they handle it. So I will, especially bowling, 100% bowling. Well, because this, this should, this is going to have online multiplayer. And, you know, Jeremy and I, we did the, we did the club, the club game, whatever the fuck game, you know, mm. clubhouse games. We played that online, but it was not, it was not the bowling that you wanted. It wasn't the Wii bowling that we wanted. So I want this to be that. And it, it's weird because mm. it has, it has these like human characters that I, that yeah, I they thought. Don't call them me's. Well, no, wait, I'm not talking about the me's. I'm talking about the human characters that you see in there. Cause you only see the me's at the very end. When the president, Nintendo president, and the other guy play together the volleyball, because there's these human-looking characters that look like Splatoon characters that aren't Inklings. Like that's that's what I thought when I was looking at it. It looked like it was the same art style as Splatoon, but if Splatoon was designing humans and not like squid people. See, I saw a little bit of the Pokemon like art design and the faces. Oh, you thought they were Pokemon people? No, I thought they looked like Splatoon people. Like like if 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 you were making if somebody was trying to make like yeah like the people who did the the inklings but they were humans that's what I got from it but then you see yeah you see me's for a second when they do their little demo thing where they play volleyball together that's the online. thing I think there's a new version of the me maker that's gonna come with this yeah probably I'm I th- I think you're probably right I think the switch will get an update and now our our characters are gonna look like these guys on this game. Yeah, but, but do you remember? But they, Xbox but they look like me's. But they look like me's though. Had their own version of me's. Yeah, eventually. they look. They look stupid. They were called like avatars yeah. or something. Yeah. But the me's, if you look at the, I mean, I, I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter. But there's there there's the characters that are in there that look like Splatoon made humans, and then there's the me's, which are only in that one part when the president and the other guy play. That's the only time you see the me's, and they look exactly like me's. Because they have the hair, they have the parted hair that you saw. They got the eyeballs with the little lines under them and all that. They're the exact faces that you've seen in every other fucking me thing. And I was watching it with Jess, and she's like, "The real thing I want to know is that can you have the colored hair? Because like you know, where you can have like pink hair or something, which some me versions did, but hopefully this one. But the ones that you see in there are 100% me's. They look like the fucking me's that are in Smash Brothers, like the me fighters and all that. I will send everyone." At me on Twitter, I will send you all a picture of the Mies that are in there. But but look at the other ones that aren't Mies. They look like these weird Splatoon-created humans. Like, they look like squidlings, but not squidlings. Like, they... I felt like they had the art style of Switch. Or, or of Splatoon. If they were the Pokemon ones, their eyes would be bigger. They look like the Arceus people and all that. But yeah, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Sports, they're pulling a Splatoon 1, where they're just going to give you part of the game, and then part of the game later. Or also pulling mm-hmm. a Mario Golf, I guess. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of golf, mm-hmm. you're not going to get golf until the until the fall. So, uh, right, that's kind of weird. You're gonna you're gonna get some sport, some games up front. Oh, and also, uh, when you were because they have a soccer thing now where you kick a giant ball into a giant goal. Didn't that mm-hmm. fucking look like Rocket League minus yes. minus cars? That's the first thing I thought. Definitely Rocket League inspired. Was Rocket League with people kicking giant balls instead of cars? And you can use wonder. the uh, the wrist strap or the leg strap. For yeah, it. 
And if you buy a physical version of it, it will actually come with a wrist strap with a leg strap. But so you don't you can have use to use the one yeah. from a uh, ring fit adventure. Right? Of course you can. You Wouldn't could you probably use a fucking rubber band wrapped around your joy con and put it on your leg too, and make it work, you know, but I just I mean, kind of wondered why the giant ball, the why, why wasn't it a regular size soccer ball? That was not apparent from the video. I don't what know benefit there is for the ball being so huge. I really felt like they were pulling from rocket league on that. Like a hundred percent. I was like, that looks a lot like rocket league. And yep. I don't play. I didn't play Rocket League as much as Sean did, but uh, or either of you did. I didn't really like that game. But I was like, but looking at, it, I was like, this looks like Rocket League, but with people running around and kicking balls. So, and yeah, because the ball, the way the ball size and the way it moved and and mm-hmm. going like crashing through the goal, that totally looked like a Rocket League thing. Yep, I was automatically being like, yeah, there's Rocket League right there. The new games added to this list uh, are badminton and volleyball. Volleyball looks cool. I don't know about badminton. Looks like. It was the same as tennis. It's like another lots of net games. Yeah, but uh, soccer. I don't think they ever had soccer in there in any of the. I mean, that's a new game because that was not in Wii Sports Resort. That was not in Wii Sports Regular, which was a little weird after Strikers. I was like, all right. Mm. So that's a new game. Is the was it in was it in the Wii U one? Because they it might have been the The Wii U one was. I don't think it was. The Wii U one was weird. I mean, maybe maybe not soccer. I don't think soccer was. It there. also has some sort of subscription based thing where you bought the games. You could you could rent yeah you Easy could rent games. Yeah yeah no we we rent uh, one of one of Justice and I's first dates we rented a Wii Golf for Wii U. <laughs> not one of mm. our first dates, but mm. when we first started dating because I bought the Wii U and like the beginning of us like going steady or whatever you want to call it. And um and yeah I remember I rented I rented golf so we could play it on Wii U because I wanted to see what it was like and I rented it for the day because I never bought the whole like Wii Sports Club thing. But yeah, it's kind of funny, but there was there was no soccer on there. Uh, interesting thing, um, there's no baseball because so oh, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the cover of Wii Sports Club right now. Wii Sports Club has bowling, golf, baseball, tennis, and boxing. Is what's on there? Uh, no, no baseball and no boxing on this version. Surprise, boxing's on. The boxing was fun. Yeah, I, I felt like boxing never really worked that well on the original one. It was just you just moving your arms around. Like it's not really doesn't really register that well. But whatever, I want to play this game. I, I really want to play the demo that's coming out next week. So that that'll be fun. Or you said you have to register, Jeremy. What what do you have to do? You got to well, go to the part, website. It's some sort of play test. So you have to go to the website and do that shit. It says registration opens February fifteenth at five p.m. Oh, I PST. thought I thought you would just download it like you did, like with the global test fire for Splatoon two, and like maybe uh, that will Mario be what's actually like. But it's only for three days or less than three days mm-hmm. total. Okay.
right. So next thing, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. Is that like just a sequel to the regular Taiko? They literally showed no that? peripheral. I was surprised about that. Like, Well, there already is one. Sh- it already. Oh, you mean the, the one I ordered from Japan that you can't order from here? Right. Like, it's like, here's a new Taiko game, but what, what do you use to play it? Like, it doesn't show any sort of command input. You can use the it. controller to play it if you wanted to. But it literally never shows a human doing that. Like, sure. It's never communicated in the trailer what the input is well uh i mean secret thing that i mentioned multiple times on the show is that if you have the gamecube adapter you can play the game with your dk bongos so there you go there's your peripheral which doesn't work with the g bros i learned it doesn't i used it with the g bro no, i couldn't get it to work with the g bro oh I, I i used it i used it with the g bro because i use both sides for the wii u and that because you have to because you can't select the songs because there's no because there's no like a digital pad on on the bongo so you have to put a different controller in to pick the song, and then you plug in the bongo, and then you use it. But whatever. Um, yeah, cool. More Rhythm Fest. Uh, there's a Zelda ga- There's a Zelda song in there. Uh, there's a p- subscription service with 500 songs in there. Okay. <laughs> I have one of these games, and I don't play it that much, so I don't need to do any of that. Uh, Triangle Strategy. I put this on my bingo card because... I figured that Triangle Strategy would be on there because it's coming out at the very beginning of March. It's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool thing about it is uh, I never, I really wasn't planning on getting Triangle Strategy, but they, they're doing one of those demos carried on to the real game. So as of right now, you can download a demo that has the first three chapters in it so you can basically play the first like three or four hours of the game. So if you want to try out Triangle Strategy, you can. And if you buy the game, everything you play in the demo carries on to the regular game. So that's cool. I like that. So you can play the game for free right now. I I, I downloaded it Mm. too. So I'll Mm. check it out through that and see what I think about it. I wasn't really swayed to it because I didn't really like Octopath Traveler and I'm not a huge fan of like the turn-based strategy games, but I will give it a try. There's so many of those in this direct. There is a lot of them, yeah. Um, After that, uh, Cuphead Delicious Last Course paid DLC. Um, I mean, this was announced... They talked about this at the Game Awards, right? We, we've kind of seen this already. It was announced they a long did, time, yeah. like two years ago, really. It was, it's, it's been a long time. But that speaks to the amount of care that goes into Cuphead, you know, the, the animation, all that stuff. It's just a long process for those guys. But they, they yeah, they did um, confirm you know, a couple months ago that it was coming to the Switch. And now we got this update, and it's going to be here on June 30th. So I'm Jeremy and I are the only ones who, who got Cuphead. I'm definitely going to get it, even though I didn't beat the original cuphead and you know i i just it's it's just so pretty to look at and and such great presentation um i want to see what rest of this is it looks really good and it sounds really good like the soundtrack is incredible yep. as well like they do a lot of cool stuff with it i just just looking at the game and the way it is and i'm just like i don't want to play this game i'm like i think it looks pretty I probably it just, won't get it, just, it. it doesn't seem like a game that i want to play it's not it's not for me but i think it looks pretty i think it sounds great i understand that people like it i don't want to play the same level over and over and over again until i eventually get to the end i don't like playing games like that so that's why i ultimately decided not to get cuphead unless they're the next game unless they're <laughs> no i mean i yeah metroid dread get some updates cool for anybody who thought metroid dread was too hard or not hard enough It's going to be an easy mode and a harder mode. Also, boss rush mode. I'll play that. I'll definitely play boss boss rush mode. I actually kind of like they added the easy mode for people that maybe that maybe couldn't play. It's like a lot of people beat Metroid. Like it was kind of the zeitgeist. Like you had to beat Metroid Dread that month or so there. But you should. It's a good game. It was our anybody going to it now? They're going to be like this game's fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Some of that shit's hard. You just got to play it over and over again. Like Trey was just saying he would never do. I, and, uh, well, <laughs> well, I don't. 
Well, okay. I, n- I never played Cuphead, but I... Do, I mean, can you, like, can everything be completely dodged in Cuphead like you can in Metroid Dread? Like, that's why I, I think There is so. an easy mode in there. In Cuphead? Yeah. Yep. Okay. There I mean, might be more randomosity, I guess. Well, Cuphead Cuphead is a thing that I that I have no connection to, but Metroid is a series that I love dearingly for Nintendo, so that's why I would play Metroid however many times it takes to get through it, because I love Samus and all of those games, so... So that's, I don't get if the uh, dread mode is that a hardcore mode in the sense that you have to start all over again if you die, or can you still save? I thought I thought it was just a harder mode, like it was harder than the hard mode that's already on. I mean, it's one hit kill. Oh, it can't be. Yeah, dread mode is one over. hit kill. So they're taking like what I was saying about how you can like completely dodge everything. They're yeah. taking it to the fences. There, they're like. So maybe that would be the speed run mode. It'd be like you can dodge everything forever and you can't get hit. But yeah, the rookie mode also that. lets people who have not played until recently or whatever, maybe people that are just intimidated by the game. Like it's all that's cool. I, I would that. I would try I would try that on a stream or something. Uh, you know, so maybe the two people that watch me can laugh at me or something at my uh, whatever ability on that. So uh, after after that, uh, this this was actually this was something that was rumored. You know, because um, we didn't mention uh, the boss rush mode, which is also I did. I, I said that that was oh coming. you did okay. Well, I said it was coming and that I wanted to play it. That's that's all I said. That I that I will that I will that I do want to try out the boss mode boss rush mode. So I'll re I will boot up metroid dread again for that but uh there was a this one kind of got tipped off by the creator of earthbound but um shigasato itoi uh retweeted the um the earthbound yeah you put it on there well just put it on there too and she was very she was very excited for it to be available for switch because that's her favorite rpg of all time it even it even she said it even killed chrono trigger for her because she played earthbound before chrono trigger so she couldn't enjoy <laughs> chrono trigger as much because she because wow. she had already played the best in her opinion, which a lot of people would say that actually about Earthbound. Earthbound's a very, very, very good game. But you can finally play Earthbound on Super Nintendo, on the Nintendo Switch Online. And also, you can play the not good version of Earthbound, uh, Earthbound Beginnings for NES, which was pre Satura Iwata on there. And it's very grindy. I, 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 bought, it for, I bought it for Earth, I bought it for uh, Wii U just on principle. It was part of a big presentation on the Wii U. It was, yeah. And and I tried I bought it and I tried to play it and it's so grindy and you get like it's so grindy in the sense that you don't get very much experience points for every battle that you fight but you have to buy you have to fight a lot of battles otherwise you'll die very easily and it's it's not fun but if you wanna if you wanna like see what Earthbound might have been if Iwata wasn't there to fix it play Earthbound one Mother one whatever on NES. But I did. I went there and I, I got the updates for both of them just so I could have them. But I, I'm excited for Earthbound being on there because Earthbound's fucking great. It's amazing. Well, especially game. with the rewind feature and all that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. We can and actually do that with Earthbound. Rewind and save state and all that stuff. I'm happy it's there. Uh, I know Jess is happy that it's there because she loves that game so much. And it's it's an incredible game. It's very very good. So then we got our montage. We got some zombie army game that uh, not to be confused with the actual zombie army from Chicago, which I got to work with again the other night, which was great. <laughs> That's a whole nother. I did a movie with them called Mole Man. Mole Man on Belmont Avenue. Look it up. Yeah, Zombie Army Four: Dead War. Some zombie game. Getsu Fumaden. Which I I was actually looking at this on the eShop today. Like, oh yeah, no, cool. there was a whole. Okay, so this was announced before this because this is a sequel to a 1987 Konami Famicom game from mm-hmm. that did not come out here. So this is a sequel to a very old game which was announced like months ago. 
But I was yep. watching this with my coworker, and he's like, I want that game right now, and I want to play it until I hit the credits, until my eyes bleed. And I'm like, okay. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And he was going to buy it on the spot, like on the job. He's like, I'm gonna, he's like, is it out? And I'm like, it's out right now. It's $25. He's like, I'm going to buy it right now. How do I get on the internet? So he's trying to get on the internet <laughs> with his Switch. And I saw him like playing on his Switch and I walked over and I was like, you got that game, right? And he's like, he's like, no, no, I, I, I didn't get it. Because one of the other workers like convinced him not to get it. She's like, she's like, but do you really need it? And I was like, don't let her get in your head. Just buy that <laughs> game. I was just, I was just fucking with him. But uh, yeah, he ended up not getting it. But he was like so solid about it. He's like, I need to buy that game and I need to play it till it's over. He's like, I will play it every day until it's done. Like he had this like crazy intensity about it. But no, I'm really interested in it. I want to see some reviews, but yeah, it's a sequel to an old Famicom game like that didn't come out here, so that's cool. But and did yeah, you buy the stunning. deluxe version, you can get the original game. Yeah, 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 that's on there too. I, I saw that. Yeah, you can get the deluxe version, which I don't know how much that is, but there's yeah, there is a version on there. It's we, like 10 get, bucks more. We get so it's like 35 instead of 25 cuz I know mm. it's 25 for the regular, but it's you finally see a, a Konami, you see Konami doing something other than just re-releasing old games. Or making or uh, pachinko. They're making pachinko machines right. and all that, you know. Yeah. So. Making something that looks good. It looks yeah. like you know, like I don't know what the the name for the art style is, but it's the Japanese art style. We've all seen the the the, the Muramasa uh, Demon Blade, the which you put on yeah, there. Yeah, it looks like looks like or like Muramasa o- Okami. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, it's old. It's like ancient Japanese art. It's like the it's the wave. Right. You know, you've seen yep. you've seen the wave. It's like painting. watercolor on papyrus or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, right. it, yeah, it's ancient. It's ancient Japanese uh, folklore paintings, whatever. And uh, interesting that you mentioned uh, Muramasa the Demon Blade, because and this is actually the hugest thing about the Japanese uh, direct versus the American direct. Uh, Thirteen Sentinels which is a Vanillaware game, who are the same people who made Muramasa the Demon Blade, They actually, that game was actually announced on the Japanese Direct that was coming to Switch. And oh, it's wow. another, like, incredibly beautiful, like, 2D uh, Japanese, like, uh, RPG with mechs in the background. But I've heard a lot of people talk about that game and how incredible it is. And, of course, Vanillaware always made, right. like, really beautiful sprites and, like, gorgeous, like, 2D RPG stuff. And I was really surprised that that was not mentioned on the on the American. I'm I'm sure it's coming out in English, but it, but if you uh if you have access to a Japanese account, you can download a demo for it right now for the Thirteen Sentinels, even though there's no English in it. It's all Japanese. Just to let you know, but you can get a free demo of it and try it out. I haven't tried it out yet, but I did download it just because I was really excited that it was going on there, and it looks so good. It looks really really good on there. So you want to see a really pretty two D RPG looking thing. It's kind of on the same line as uh, Getsu Fumad and look at that Undying Moon. Um, there's a Demon Slayer game, which uh, you know that's the number two anime in Japan in Japan right now. You should watch it. Uh, there's also a reference to it in a uh, Pokemon Arceus, which hopefully I'll mention later when we get to that. Um, it, it looks like a mits- it looks like a Muso game, so I don't know if it is or not, but it has the same pretty animation that's in the Demon Slayer stuff. Cool. Um, Lego Brawls. Everybody, basically everyone who saw it, uh, you and you, my wife, everyone who saw it at work, we all thought it looked like a Smash Brothers game. It even had Lego a Smash Brothers. It even had a level that looked exactly like a Smash Brothers level, but with Legos. Like it had the same like platforms and stuff. Like you would see with like Final Destination or something like that. Like I was like, okay, that looks like Smash Brothers, but Lego Smash Brothers. Yes. Uh, Two Point Campus, which was like Two Point Hospital, that Sega game. It's like a it's like a sim thing. Actually, I was I was doing my interview, you know, I was doing my job, and I looked down and I didn't see what it was called, and I just kind of glanced at it, and I thought it was Sims Four, 
Because I know that people are talking about Sims 4 coming to Switch, and I was like, maybe that's Sims 4. I don't know. I don't know what that game is. I don't recognize it. It looks like a random Sims game. That could be a Sims game. I don't know. I haven't played Sims since Sims on GameCube, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But that was my first thought about it. But uh, we've been talking a long time about this, and we've talked about it, much like this game has been around for a really, really long time. But uh, this is what I talked about at the very beginning of the show when I said Mario Kart 9 is officially dead. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, which is basically they're going, they're making Mario Kart Ultimate for yeah. Mario Kart 8. So, god damn it, now I have to fucking buy Mario Kart 8 for the Switch. <laughs> I think Switch. you probably need to buy it. No, I, I'm going yep. to. I have to. Well, I'm not going to buy it until this comes out, which I don't think is in, it, it's like middle of March or something, right? When they're actually, when they're actually doing the DLC for this. That if you it comes just, out, yeah, March 18th. I was going to say, if you check the eShop, and also... I kind of Jess and I we were talking about this the other the other uh, this like the other morning we were talking because I'm like I think Mario Part Kart Nine is going to happen and I think it's going to be a Nintendo Kart it's going to be all this da, da, da stuff you know and I'm like and, I, and I'm like I bet they're going to step on the toes of Chocobo GP because I think Chocobo GP looks so good but Chocobo GP comes out on March 10th like just a little bit over a week before. Mario Kart 8. And I was like, are Mario Kart 8, are you throwing Chocobo GP under the bus? What the fuck, man? Because I think that game looks awesome. Like the Final Fantasy Racer game, I think it's going to be fucking cool. The more and more I see of it, it looks better and better and better. But yeah. Uh, this one's got 48 additional courses, remastered, select courses from across the series. Yeah. I feel like they're bringing every course into it that doesn't already exist in there. And it's kind of funny that they're considering Mario Kart Tour to be an actual Mario Kart game. Which yeah, I never I don't like that at all. When when I saw Mario Kart Tour as bringing in his courses, I kind of made a joke to myself. I was like, "You should also bring in the courses from Mole Kart," which that's kind of a joke because Mole Kart was a ripoff of Mario Kart. If you ever it was played on iOS, right? Yeah, Mole Kart was an <laughs> iPhone game, which you couldn't buy it because Nintendo actually sued them because all of the courses in Mole Kart are actually Mario Kart courses with moles and carts instead. It's it's a total ripoff of all the Mario Karts before that. But it would be funny if you said that because they would already be in there because yeah, they, they stole everything from that. And I actually did I did have Mole Kart, yeah. Mario Kart Nine lives because Mario Kart Tour is Mario Kart Nine. No, no, nobody said that. <laughs> I don't like that. Nintendo just said it. But it, it's kinda well it, it's interesting because this is gonna be a twenty four ninety nine DLC, but it's getting included in the expansion pack. So that was another thing that I had on my bingo card. That's was, the thing. We get it for free, right? We do. Yeah. We don't have to pay for it. But I wait, but I have to buy the game. You, you two already have the game, but I have to buy Mario Kart eight again. God damn it. And I saw Janet put a rant on that too, on Twitter about like buying Mario Kart eight for Wii U and buying the DLC for Wii U and then buying Mario Kart eight again for the switch. And then the DLC on top of that for the switch and me buying like Mario Kart deluxe deluxe. And yeah, it sucks. I, I, I vowed that I would nope. never buy Mario Kart eight because I already did for Wii U, but now I have to, because they're releasing all of this extra DLC stuff. So now I have to finally get it. And now it's going to never going to be on sale. Un- it was unclear to me if this 24 99, does that include all of the waves or is that for one wave? Cause wasn't it for smash brothers? 24 99 was for one wave, right? Well, that was when there was only one wave though. They had not announced the second wave that was the smash brothers. The, the, the fighting pass was like, mm-hmm. was like, these are the fighters that we're going to have. And this is for everything. But then when they got at the end of this fighter pass, they're like, we're going to do another one. 
And then they announced that when they had finished all of the ones that were released for that first pass. So it wasn't like you're going to have to pay each time. And uh, I think Mario Kart 8, the original one, did that as well, where it's like you could pay a certain amount for the whole DLC or you could pay for just part of it. But they didn't say, but they specified which one it was. I think that it's 24 for all of it. I don't. Okay, yeah. I don't think it's piece by piece. Like, I know you're having like some uh, Hitman 3. PTSD there. I know I'm going to spend $150 on Mario Kart levels. No, but uh, well, I'm not going to spend anything. That's a lot of new levels. I mean, and when they added the what they added, it was 16 levels they added with the first round of DLC. So this is going to be a total of 64 extra levels they added to the base game. In the trailer so far, they confirmed the Coconut Mall from Mario uh, Kart Wii, Paris from Mario Kart Tour, Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour, and then Ch- uh, Chaco Mountain from N64, and there was another one I I couldn't recall what the I think it was level was. I think that was actually from the Game Boy Advance game. The one okay, because I saw the that beanstalks and, I, and yeah. clouds and mushrooms. I, I thought uh, I thought that was Mario Kart Super Circuit is, is what I got. That what that is from Sur- Super Circuit. I recognize. It. Yeah, because I saw it and I was like, wait, I I think I recognize that. Which so I think yeah, it's a Mario Kart to the uh, Mario RPG, uh, Mario and Luigi. Mario Kart 8 was originally released on May 29th, 2014. Oh, 2014. And, I was going to guess 15. But it's but it's almost Nintendo 10 says, years old. And this is well right. and, and when this and this is supposed to go through the Until end through of 2023. 2023. So so then it will be 10 years in 2024, yeah. right? After that. Yeah. It's a games of service. Yeah. Kind of. I find it I find it really interesting because this is them trying to make a play to get more people on expansion pack, right? Because uh, expansion yes. pack was already saying like, w- w- was was already like, hey, um, you know, Animal Crossing, number two highest selling game on Switch. Uh, here's Happy Home Paradise. But they're like, well, what about number one highest selling video game on Switch, Mario Kart Eight? What about that being part of expansion pack as well? So like, all the people who didn't care about Happy Home Paradise. Now all the people can come over who only care about Mario Kart 8 and who, like, everybody owns it except for me, apparently. Uh, you know, because it's the number one selling game on Switch. I think we talked Switch. about, like, and, how yeah. Mario Kart would be the the game to sell the Switch Online expansion pack because... Well, we yeah, and we also talked about adding additional DLC stuff on there aside from yeah. just Happy Home Paradise, and they're already doing that. So, good on them. Now I gotta fucking get Mario Kart 8, which I've always been putting off, but now I have to... Now I have to do it, now they're not gonna put it on... They're not gonna put it on sale, because they're gonna pay... They're gonna sell more of them for anybody who didn't get it, like me. You know, like the few... The, I like mean, I begrudgingly bought yeah. uh, Super Mario Party when that happened, so I, I feel your pain there. Yeah, but it just kind of... It could have destroyed my, destroyed my uh, dreams of Mario Kart 9 there because mario kart 9 officially got the nail in the coffin there you have disney kart it's free to play at at least for like the next two years well i mean i'm looking forward to chocobo gp which i had on my bingo card but it was on the japanese direct so i get like one mark and not two or something i don't know i don't know what the rules are on that but yeah that was like the next to the last thing and then the end of course my favorite part of the whole thing xenoblade chronicles 3 baby yes i'm excited I actually like gasped at the um it looks beautiful at the map like the open world behind like it looks beautiful dis- and you know what yeah it looks just as beautiful as those other two xenoblade games that you have on your switch already this games, are, this games are very pretty incredibly pretty vistas 
everywhere. You took a lot. It's like, just look at that. Now, I'm excited. I'm excited about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That means that I have to beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I put like 120 hours into that game. I'm close. I'm very close to the end. But I have to finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2 before 3. But it's coming out in September. But I'm very excited because Xenoblade games are great. Uh, Play Xenoblade Chronicles 1 Definitive Edition. It was my favorite game of that year under Animal Crossing when it came out in 2020. So it's a great game. I'm really excited about 3. I think it looks really, really good. I'm ex- really excited to see what they keep from 2 and what they use from 1 and like what they... I'm, I'm happy that it's not a re-release of X. As much as I love Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U, I want a new Xenoblade. I don't want to. I don't want a reissue of one that I already put 200 hours into. I want a new. I game think it's gonna that come. I can put 200 hours too. So, but this one was heavily rumored. Like uh, Monolith already like altered their website, and like there's people who follow that like had already kind of, and they'd hired a bunch of extra people to work on a game and they did say while they were making a definitive edition that they were working on another game as well which we all kind of figured was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 I feel like this one has been rumored for like years multiple years so we knew about that but it, it was a good ender for me like I was like oh Xenoblade Chronicles 3 excellent and even though I talked about how much I love Pokemon Arceus I'm like damn it Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is probably going to still end up being my year, game of the year at the end depending on how well i guess september i'll have some time to spend with it because i do really really like those games a lot so i do like that it doesn't have some weird like living weapon shit as it's well thing. well i mean the i do I'm, I'm pretty sure the remnants of the monado are in there or in this trailer so god damn it the monado is still there i, I was trying to find because i saw people on twitter being like oh this is this character this is this other character so i was trying to find somebody break down the mythology and all that and i didn't find a full all of it but there is like remnants of the Monado and all that from the first one. So it does, it is like in the same world, but not necessarily the same, same characters and all that. I don't know. It looks like a Xenoblade game. I'm really excited to play it. But um, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about our bingo card. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. 
Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. So we we went through the whole direct. Uh, is there any like interesting bingo stuff that you want to talk about that you had on your card that maybe you hoped for? Yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, the, this one I kind of this one I mentioned earlier when I said uh, I reach for the I reach reach for the stars, but I couldn't even touch the clouds. This is actually one I stole from John previously, where you said uh, I forget which direct it was, but you're like I, I should put a new cloud game on there because they almost always announce a new cloud-based game. Mm-hmm. So I put that on my bingo card and there was no new cloud game. I was no so surprised. I thought I, I I was trying to be strategic. Like my middle line was stuff that I was sure was going to happen. I got Mario Kart 9. I got Breath of the Wild 2. I got new cloud game. I got triangle strategy. I was trying to line them up in like lines. Mm-hmm. And actually my middle line... I almost got one. And this one, which I thought was a given, Bayonetta 3, which was on yeah. my given line, no did, show. did not happen. Mm. But I was trying to be strategic about it. I was trying to put the ones on the main lines were going to be the ones that I thought was going to actually happen. I thought that new cloud game was a given. I thought that, that something there was going to be another cloud version of something on there. Which, I mean, we don't know. The Disney game could have been a cloud game. I kind of had a cloud feeling on that game, but they didn't really announce whether it was or not. But I thought maybe that would be a cloud-based game. I don't know. I think it's just a mobile game that's going to play on the Switch. I don't know. I thought the graphics looked a little bit, I don't know, better than Switch. I don't know. It was hard to tell. I had a strategy of, first of all, I, I wanted to go with mostly new stuff. I, I repeat a lot of stuff from from these bingo cards yeah. to bingo cards. And I, I decided I want to kind of clear the slate a little bit and come up with some new ideas. And so first thing I did was I went to the eShop and I looked at what's coming up soon. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put a bunch of the things that are coming up soon on there. That'll guarantee me a bingo. That didn't work. Then I went and I I ranked all my choices. I came up with 24 choices. Then I went through and I, I rated them by likelihood from one to three. One being most likely being me. You had some really intense notes there. Like you really, yes. you really went into. I it. wanted to win. I wanted, I wanted to bingo this time. So I, I, I put like a good probably hour or so, maybe even an hour and a half into uh, constructing this bingo card. And uh, yeah, it was all for naught. Um, I, I got four. <laughs> I only got four. Oh, you only got four. I got one, two, three, four, five. I, I got seven. I got six. That's counting the free square. <laughs> oh well, I got eight then, counting the free square. <laughs> okay, I, I got and I also counted Mario Kart game because 
Yeah. I mean, change it from art game because I thought there was going to be some sort of art <laughs> studio game on the Switch. Well, all games are art. No, no, do that. There was a, I, on, Je- on Jess's bingo, she had, a, she had a spot that said sports game. And I was like, if you would have been more specific, you could have got a couple spots out of that. Because, you know, because you had the Strikers game and then you also had the Wii Sports game mm-hmm. and you also got the MLB The Show game. There was a bunch of sports games in this one, and uh, if you count the Japanese trick, you got the e baseball also and all that. So, well, that's why I said uh, I gave myself a check for new NSO internet features because of including the Mario Kart sure stuff with the expansion pack. That, that's a stretch, I know, but still, it's like there's an extra benefit to getting the expansion pack. I, I just put expansion pack info is what I put down, and I crossed it off because expansion pack was you know the the booster pack was added to it. It's funny that they call it booster pack because there was like a, there was like a CDC thing or something that like tagged Mario Kart on there about like getting boosters and like using Mario Kart boosters. And then it's called the booster pack no, I later. Think that was, uh, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't directly CDC, but there was somebody who was like, get a get a vac get the vaccine, like Mario Kart, get a boost. Like, and they put COVID like as they had a little COVID icon like behind you, like trailing you. Did you see it? It was on Twitter. But uh, yeah, somebody did a thing referencing Mario Kart and then it was called Booster Pack. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> are those related? No, I, I really know. felt that was a, uh, I don't know, the word was a little, they could have picked a different word. Yeah. They didn't have to say it was a booster. Yeah. They could have said it was like a speed square or a mushroom or there's so many things. So I, I'll, I'll just run through the ones that I had on there that didn't happen, like that I that I had. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, I think Jeremy probably had that one on there as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. Um, new Cloud game, like I said, didn't happen. I thought that was a sh- I, thought, I thought that was like a given. I thought that was ace in the hole. Chocobo GP, which did happen on the Japanese one, so I'll give half on that. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, really aiming for the sky on that one because it's been so long since we've seen something. I also thought it might be there. Prime 4. Uh, new AEW game, just because I want to see more about that game, and I'm just hoping it's going to happen eventually. Uh, Mario Kart 9, RIP. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 3, just because it's, oh. just because it's the 10-year anniversary of Resident Evil Revelations 1. On oh, 3DS. Wow. On the 3DS. Yeah. 10-year anniversary. Uh, like shit. this week. So I thought maybe we would see that rumored Resident, Resident Evil Revelations 3, which, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen. but Here I, I am w- like burning a candle for a new Nintendo handheld, and 3DS is so gone. I'm burning the candle for Resident Evil Revelations because I really like those games. <laughs> uh, uh, 1-2 Switch 2, I just put it on there because I thought it was hilarious that somebody was re- rumoring that they would make a sequel to that game, which I thought didn't sell anything. I, that was kind of that was my funny square. I was like, "That's funny." I'll put it on there. Uh, Bayonetta three. I thought that was going to happen just because it was announced on the last one. Uh, Splatoon. Well, Splatoon two three. We already had that. Um, Mario Party Superstar update because you know they data mined it and said that there was space in there for other uh, maps. I figured we were going to get new maps from Mario Mario Party. Didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I put it down as Sonic of the Wild because I could not remember the name of the new Sonic game. I guess it's called Sonic Frontier. But I figured we'd see some Sonic shit because we saw it on other stuff. Uh, Breath of the Wild two, of course, nothing. I, I I made this bingo card while I was sitting in the parking lot of uh, of the uh, Laguna Laguna Lofts where we shoot the show that I work on, and uh, and and I was listening to uh, video game music in the car, and it were, they were playing an an arms song was playing in my car, so I wrote down arms too just because. You know, we're seeing a lot of sequel to a lot of sequels to launch Switch games. So I was like, eh, maybe we'll see another Arms. So I put Arms two on there. I figured since I 
have been slacking on beating Knights of the Old Republic that they're going to announce Knights of the Old Republic 2 and throw that on me, and then I'll be even farther in the weeds on my video game playing. But uh, they didn't do that. They they announced uh, Force Unleashed, which I didn't expect that. I put Mina the Hollower, maybe, because, you know, Yacht Club did it, but, mm-hmm. you know, they had great success on Nintendo, so I thought they might do that again. This is my super out-of-nowhere... Uh, I wanted the English translation of uh, Momotaro Dentetsu, which is that uh, which is that uh, board game that's really popular in the Japanese eShop, which I really want to play. I was I hope I was that was a that was a hail mary pass there. I thought that maybe I'd get get the English translation of that one, but it didn't happen. And of course, the one I put on like every bingo card, uh, the Dragon Quest Three HD Remix. I was hoping for that the HD remake, which was. Announced on the Dragon Quest Direct that Jeremy and I watched, or that we did a that we did a thing about. So, and I guess we sort of saw that with lit with Live Alive, but they did they did say that Dragon Quest Three HD was going to come to the Switch. So I figured it's going to show up on one of these directs eventually. But that's what I had there. Yeah, I didn't ha- I didn't have any big stretches myself, other than I said Metroid Game and Watch because I would love a uh, Metroid One, and then you know of course I have the Game Boy version of Metroid Two, and then that'd be great to have one of those. Maybe do. Uh, uh, I really like the Zelda one, so if they bought it, if they made another one that wasn't Urban Champion, I would totally be into it. If it had like a decent game on it, you know, <laughs> not like a shitty one. Um, I also had said uh, Super Metroid remake, so I was just really kind of being like, well, everyone loves Metroid again, so maybe we're going to hear some more Metroid shit, which we did end up hearing, but I did not put Metroid Dread update. Didn't think about that. Even put Prime 4 like a d- dumbass. I did too. Uh, I had hopes. Like I said, I shot for the <laughs> I shot for the ceiling. I was really like it was the ultimate. I, I you know, I, I was really close to putting Ease 10 on there even though it's it doesn't even exist. <laughs> I almost like just put like Ease It's like it's coming straight to the Switch. Well, I mean, you know, they ch- I, I mentioned it before, they changed their whole like uh thing around where they're going to develop directly for Switch now. So who knows? Maybe their announcement of Ease 10 would be directly for Switch. I wanted to give myself a, a, a check mark, but I didn't because it was way too much of a stretch for saying we and SO because we sports isn't. It's not on the NSO, yeah. No, it's truly not. I guess it, I mean, to me, that was that was definitely hearkening back to the Wii and also just solidified my hope they would release some sort of like a IR bar or whatever to make a more accurate pointer control on the Switch. You were picking up on something with that one. You almost had it. You were tuned in, but yeah, yeah. not quite there. I mean, you could have just said like we like we sequel or we port or something. Well, and I mean, we've gotten like, like that. Galaxy was on the, the 3D All-Stars, so I also did have Galaxy 2 port. So, I mean, I'm not that too far dialed away from just like, obviously, they got to throw this shit down because they're getting through their old histories so fast. There's not a lot left. Uh, so what? Star Fox Zero. There's not a lot. <laughs> I want I Star Fox Zero would show up. I want a Star Fox Zero with fixed controls, but I don't think we'll ever get that. Mm. But I, I would buy that if they if they did that. I was a. There was one that I, I know, John. You put this on yours. I I, I thought that the, um, I thought the Batman, the Arkham trilogy that was rumored. I thought that would be oh, yeah. a given on there. Like I so remember, I, yeah. I was reading through that and I was like, I think that'll be on there. I mean, I, I still think that's going to happen at some point, but I yep. f- figured that would be, that would be one. And and now and you could get it, and you'll know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Arkham syndrome. About how Metroid Dread had the, all those same bosses in a row. You could play Arkham Arkham Asylum one. And learn about how you have to find ba- have to fight Bane ten times, and then you fight Joker Bane at the end, and it's like, hey, Bane, 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 forever. Well, I put Chibi Robo on there, of course. That's my mainstay. Got to put it on every single one of these bingo cards. Sure. I said I lost big on Game Boy. 
and that's true so there was no game boy on nso uh there was no game boy tetris then and also there could be no uh, super mario land or game boy joy con with d-pad i think all that stuff <laughs> is happening and guess what now i have to just keep putting the, the these on here every single one of these cards because oh, i want that the one game time boy that i don't con. it's gonna happen yeah I, wouldn't I thought... it be cool to have J- game boy joy con with a d-pad that would be amazing yes it would be like the super game boy controller that mm-hmm. i'll never own but let me tell you something exists. i gave up on the joy cons and i got better joy cons that aren't made by nintendo that don't drift and i don't regret it at all fuck the joy cons they suck they will always die forever so i don't <laughs> so even use the joy cons but i just think it's a perfect fit you know for people who do want a, a joy con made by nintendo with a d-pad that's going to come when they do whenever they do game boy i believe it that was like a that was one that Jess had as well in hers was it was a new Joy-Con. She had like new Joy-Con, Mario Golf updates, Pocket Camp, Bayonetta, Kart game that was on there. New classic games, I guess that works with the Earthbound, but she also put Earthbound mm-hmm. on there. New Japanese RPG, you could say that was on there. Merch, new rhythm game, I guess you could say that with uh Taiko Drum Master Mario Party yeah. update. New uh, Switch version new new final switch light actually one of my favorite ones that she put on here was uh that they would announce another direct in the future with it which they actually have done on a bunch of these you know where they're Mm -hmm. like here's this game and then we'll talk about it again next week or something and i thought that was a good one i thought she might have that and then she put like new 99 slash 35 game which of course didn't happen but that would be cool and the the other strategy of uh you know uh just listing the games that are coming up soon like trash sailors rune factory 5 life is strange dying light uh none of those showed up um some other more interesting ones that i was really hoping for uh shenmue uh i I thought of that because there's the new anime show which i think just debuted a couple days ago it's on it's on it's on crunchyroll i haven't watched it actually i almost i almost watched it the other day but i realized that I was playing. I was paying for premium Crunchyroll, and like somehow it got canceled. So now I have regular boring ass Crunchyroll, and I had to watch like twenty commercials to watch. Like I was trying to watch the Blade Runner anime on there, and I had to watch a million commercials. So I just ended up not stop watching it because I was annoyed by watching ten commercials every commercial break. But I was going to try to watch the Shenmue, but when I found out I didn't have the premium anymore, I was like, I don't want to sit through all these fucking commercials. I thought that would be a perfect reason to bring the Shenmue games to Switch. And I still believe in my heart that that's going to happen someday. I want the 1, 2, and 3 all on Switch. Please make it happen. I, I really uh, don't know why they're on there, but give it time. Because every because eventually everything will come to Switch, is what I've learned. Even Chrono Cross. Really Even the games like we never asked for <laughs> will come to Switch. Like uh, like fucking uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> it's uh, It will all eventually come to Switch. The the Switch is going to keep iterating itself, and it's just going to be like this net back behind the boat that's just capturing everything as it's like about to drift off to sea. Like, no, don't forget about this game. <laughs> this game. Well, it just thinks that uh, I think about. I, I know. I, I know. Cat Bailey made a joke about it, but it's a. Uh, it's like that. Um, the the radioactive man Simpsons episode, like the radioactive man mm-hmm. movie. Where they like shoot the same scene over and over again. It's like we got to do it again, again and again and again from every angle. <laughs> and that's just like the Switch. It's like every game again and again and again and again on Switch, and you'll keep buying it again and again. And yeah, that's what I think about because here we are, Klonoa again, <laughs> Switch, <Yep. laughs> a which was already on Nintendo. It was on Wii and Game Boy Advance. Again, here we are. I do wish they I had really the Game Boy Advance versions on there. 
but whatever. I want to hear more about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, that, that, that was a good coming up soon. That was a good poll too. Even though I think, I mean, because that was in a indie, so I think it's going to be reserved uh-huh. to an indie. Because apparently the turtles are independent now, but it's a way forward. So I don't know. Did, didn't you also put? Did you put a River City, uh, River City uh, Girls Zero on there? Or was that? I was going to put it on there, but that's not coming out until summer. So. I, I scratched that off the list. Okay, because I actually I thought River I, I thought River City Curls Zero was coming out next week, like the Super Nintendo looking one, and River City Girls Two is coming out later. Cause That's coming out in the summer because they were doing because they were doing like a remake that looks like a Genesis oh, game called River City Girls Zero, which is coming out soon, I think, in the next like week or two. So the last interesting thing I had on there was an update on Super Nintendo World U.S. locations. I think it's about time we hear something about that. And the Mario movie is coming out um, <laughs> winter. I know we Don't got COVID me. And certain and all that, but um, they got to get that park opened by the time the movie comes out, right? I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that's that's their priority. Maybe so, something, some kind of, some kind of, even with the COVID situation. Like, let's hear something about it. It's about time. Yeah, we Jess and I were talking about since we like both had COVID and we have like antibodies and stuff. We thought about actually finally going to see Spider Man next week as a date, and that'd be great because well, the first time was I was I was in a theater since Sonic the Hedgehog was for the North of the Ten premiere. Check it out on BAT Plus. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was like I hadn't been to theater for so long. It was weird, but it was also like nobody was there. Like, everybody who was there was for North of the Ten. Nobody, I didn't feel like anybody else was there for anything else. Mm. It, we were just there for that movie. So, it, it was kind of, and it was also like a brand new theater that I don't think was open until after the pandemic. But that's the side thing. But yeah, I mean, how, I mean, what did you think about the direct? I thought it was, I thought it was good. good. I mean, I don't know. It's Rating these is always weird, you know. I think we always shoot for the stars and we get something in between. It's like, what, what do you like? Hope for the best, or wait, you pray for the best, prepare for the worst, and end up somewhere in the middle. Well, there, there's a bright eyes yeah, line yeah. about that where you uh, hope yeah. for the best, plan for the worst, and end up somewhere in the middle. That was, I think, that was That's on like of... Digital Ash or something like that. But it, it was one of uh, one of those two albums. But it really is kind of like that. Like Nintendo delivered a solid like chunk of shit. Like, was I like, did I care about everything in this? No, but like. Did I ever care about strikers before? No, but now I know I can be in a club. So I actually kind of like <laughs> strikers now, you know, like that kind of was cool. And then, yeah, just seeing the whole like, I, 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 I like scenes. I, I like as scenes I said earlier, back. Chrono Cross, what the fuck on Switch? Huh? What? This doesn't make any sense. If it's going to come out, it's got to be on Switch. I mean, just think about it. Switch has sold more systems than the original system that Chrono Cross debuted on. So it needs to be on the Switch. The The Switch outsold the PlayStation 1, which is where Chrono Cross was born. And that needs to now meet its new master, the Nintendo Switch, who defeated its original master, the PlayStation 1. So that's I what's think Nintendo right did what they're so good at doing, where they just pad it out in such a way where they're like, oh, by the way, the Nintendo expansion pack. Like, oh, yeah, you get these Mario Kart courses. That was I, I felt like that was a real savage move though. Like it was a smart move because like I said, yeah. These are their their two highest selling games, Animal mm-hmm. Crossing and Mario Kart 8. Like let's make those DLCs part of expansion packs. So they're trying to pull all of the people that own the that own the Switch into this bubble of getting on expansion pack and all that. So Yep. And it was the smart move for them to not do Mario Kart 9 as much as we want it. I so many Mario people Kart 9, damn it. Mario Kart 8. <laughs> and they're just going to keep milking that and, you know, adding DLC. 
So that's what it is. I fell into the promise of Nintendo Kart. I, it made sense to me so much because, and Jess and I, we talked about it like, uh, because the DLC of Mario Kart 8 it was already there. It was already there. We have our Animal Crossing level. We got our fucking Hyrule course. We got two F Zero courses. Like we were already there. Like we were, and we, and we have Splatoon characters in the deluxe version. Like I fell for that. I fell for the promise of the Nintendo Kart, and I wanted it so badly. I wanted to race as Kirby on a fucking star and all that, and, and it didn't happen. But I was, I, I was convinced it was going to happen because it was already there. It had already, it had already come to, you know, we had seen it in the DLC. And maybe you know, if they keep this going past twenty twenty three, we might see that. So maybe so. For me, with this direct, it's Mario Strikers and then uh, 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 Switch Sports between those two big surprises. And and I, I'm 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 pleased with, of course, the forty eight tracks we're going to get from Mario Kart. And portal eight for free like this is like, almost I, unheard of this. yeah as far as the 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 late life dlc <laughs> i feel like 2014 late. I, I feel like they just figured it out well maybe they were going you know they did their like uh earnings meeting or whatever and they're like yeah we've sold a million copies of like remember when they did the mario kart 8 so let's fucking keep it going on the, D, or on the 3ds oh yeah yeah the way Windows. late extra new leaf stuff yeah. And that was not even this late. And that blew our minds. I love that. Like this shit, because New Leaf this was so good and they made it even better. Fucking crazy. Like, what else can they update? Let's see some more shit from yeah, pre- previous consoles. Well, well we, this also happened in between shows, but we didn't even mention, and this kind of blows my mind, that Animal Crossing New Horizons is the number one highest selling game in Japan of all time. Yep. Did you see that? It yeah, just Super Mario beat Brothers. Super Mario Brothers one on Famicom. That's ridiculous. Really? That was the number one. That was the highest sold game of all time in Japan was Super Mario Brothers one on Famicom. And Animal Crossing New Horizons just beat that. So Animal Crossing New really? Horizons is the number one most bought game of all time in Japan. Isabel is the That's new ridiculous. Mario. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean Mario Brothers, the original fucking Super Mario Brothers, was the king. Of most sold games in Japan. I just could not believe that. That blew my mind. I was like, really? They held it for so long and Animal Crossing dethroned it? Like New Horizons dethroned it? I just, I just could not believe it. I was like, that was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was it was a fun direct. I enjoyed watching it multiple times. Oh, and wait, hold on. Uh, let me just mention the stuff that I did mention some of the things that were different in the, in the uh, Japanese version. But um, there is one thing I want to mention just because I thought John would get a kick out of it. In the Japanese version of the Direct, there is a Japanese FMV game. <laughs> it's called Centennial Case, a Shijami Story. And it's a Japanese FMV game. Like, all it, right. it's all it's all like real people filmed and you choose shit and it goes different places. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Sure. Maybe but, I have to get that. But yeah, it's, I, it's I, English. I don't know if it's there's going to be an English translation, but if you, if you go, if you have your switch set up for both languages, you know, if you go to the news channel, you can watch the Japanese Isha, uh, the Japanese uh, direct. That's how I did it. Uh, there was a dynasty warriors thing. They showed the King of cards game, whatever. Um, it's third, 13 Sentinels e, e- baseball loop eight. It was called, it looked like an RPG with really good animation. Looked like a really cool HD anime thing. But technical strategy game called Taiko Rishiden. A lot of the stuff I actually translated off of my phone on my Google Translate. This is what I do for the show while I'm at work. <laughs> I put my phone up to the Switch on the Japanese eShop. And... Oh, and also um, you can download the uh, the, the free-to-play version of, uh, of Chocobo GP. 
because it was because it was shown in the Japanese direct, but you can't play it yet. You download a demo that you'll be able to play later. And there's all this Japanese text that it shows you, and I was afraid that it was going to like charge my credit card or something. So I translated all of it, and all it was telling you was that you're not going to be able to play the game yet, but you will like in a few weeks. So like you know how there's like this download play thing going on with it? You can get that download play thing right now from the Japanese eShop. So Basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to buy the Chocobo GP, and both of you are going to get the free download play, and we'll all play. And you can play because I have it, and we'll play it online, and you can try it out. I'm down with that. But I'm excited about it because I love Final Fantasy. And I and I told you I'm excited because uh, Terra is a main character, and there's a story mode evolved mm-hmm. around her character from Final Fantasy VI. And you get you to said use she drives a Magitek. The Magitek armor, yeah. And she shoots the missiles off of it to hit people that were actual moves from the game, and I'm really excited about that. So, And the fucking weird-looking knight dude from Final Fantasy IX, he's a racer on there also, VV or whatever his name is. The knight? The knight, yeah. The, Stein? The knight with a weird face from Final Fantasy IX. He, he's like Steiner or Stein something. I saw I saw him in the one of the last trailers. I watched a bunch of trailers mm. of it. But yeah, um, that's that's the direct. We have we didn't really do much of our what we've been playing, but we could do like a quick version of it. I do want to talk to Jeremy because you got you got Rune Factory Four out of no out of nowhere. That was a big surprise. Yeah, and it had a lot to do with friend of the show six, and I just kind of like threw something on Twitter where I was like, I wish uh, Stardew Valley Two existed. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing even my own self here, but I was like, Stardew Valley Two where you can romance the bosses once you like kill them. And six was like, you're literally describing rune factory. I was like, what? So I went to and looked it up and I was like, I do remember there was a rune factory game on the switch. Like they're making a big deal out of it. And I always one coming up. I always wanted to play rune factory. Well, I wanted to play the rune factory that was on Wii, which I think was like rune factory Mm -hmm. one, just because rune factory sounded like my ultimate, like marriage of a, Animal Crossing meets Zelda, where like you have your Sims stuff, but you have your Saving the World stuff as well, and you can kind of do both. And I'm actually really excited about Rune Factory Five, but Rune Factory Five Four, the one that you got, is the 2012 Nintendo 3DS game. Yes, re-released like on Switch. Yeah, I, I watched version of it. I watched the trailer of it, and it looked very much like a 3DS game. And I was like, that's got to be 3DS. And I looked it up, and yeah, it came out in 2012. But do you like it? I do like it so far. So. You know, it doesn't look like anything special, but I've talked about it a lot. I play a lot of Stardew Valley. In fact, I'm stepping away from it again because I've played enough of it and uh, I've switched over to Rune Factory 4. It looks like an old game, but it, I, I love the charm of it. Like, this is a game that works well with using the Bluetooth headphones and, you know, playing on the big TV with the Abito, which has been working so great for me. Like, I haven't had any deal like uh, issues with. Uh, you haven't had the lag, lag that I get with the uh, with the both no, with the Bluetooth controller and the headphones. Yeah, mine like gets really bad about that. But I love the audio. Like I think I said in my notes, it's kind of reminiscent of maybe like a PlayStation Two era game. You know, I'm not trying to throw shade at it. I'm just saying like it definitely has a nostalgic feel to it, where everything about it and how it moves feels a little dated, but. I'm still having a great time with it. And 2012, you know, I felt man. the same way about <laughs> it's t- it's 10 years old. I felt the same way about uh Stardew sometimes when I played it, but then I would feel differently about certain elements. And I guess I haven't felt differently about any elements. This definitely feels like Harvest Moon with some added elements so far, but I like it. Uh I feel like the dragon who's like the god that you talked to at the beginning, like 
is throwing me like signals like they're interested in me because i know there's like romance in this so that's a little weird and then uh i finally got to my first dungeon but i'm not high enough level so i actually have to grind a little bit which is kind of cool um so you like have equipment and you can make your own equipment i also have like a list of everybody i've met and heart levels so (laughs) you've got that similar thing yeah that's like like, harvest moon uh stardew valley mm -hmm. stuff you can give gifts to everybody every day like you just walk up and hand a gift to them and yeah so far so good it's it's fun and the way it's laid out feels like i said like an old playstation game because the maps are really you know like pre-rendered behind you sort of appearance but i mean it's a a 3ds game which Mm -hmm. 3ds was like gamecube ps2 level i thought you know like but 3d-ish so it's kind of there I was uh, I, w- I was sad that you bounced off of Arceus so quick. My games that I've been playing of the week are pretty boring because I'm uh, I'm just playing Arceus. Arceus has stolen my soul and it owns me for the next however long it takes for me to be done with it because I that's the only thing I want to play anymore. And even for a second, I was like I thought I was bored with Arceus, but but then I was like, oh wait, but I I'll, but I almost have the Braviary, and the Braviary is the thing that you fly around on, which was my which had which was my middle name at the very beginning of the show is that braviaries can't go up which actually really made me sad uh braviaries are the thing it's like the thing that flies you around where you hold on to it and mm. you can't go up you can't fly up you can only fly down and that made me really sad i thought that i was going to be able to fly everywhere once i got a braviary but no braviary is just the pokemon version of the fucking sail from breath of the wild mm. except for you don't have um you don't have like a stamina meter or anything like that you can float in the air forever but you can't go up you can only go down but this is kind of it's kind of a spoiler but you uh you get a pokemon called um sneezler it's a one that has big claws and uh you can climb everything with sneezler which makes legends even more like breath of the wild you can climb any wall with Sneasler, but when you become sneezler your character gets put in this backpack that's kind of like a cylinder and there's a little like square cut in the back where you can see the eyeballs looking through it. That's a straight up Demon Slayer reference. If you've ever seen the the anime Demon Slayer, um, some spoilers, but this happens in the first episode. The main character's entire family gets killed by demons, and his sister becomes possessed by demons, but she's still alive. She's like a demon sister, and he basically carries her around in this cylinder backpack where you can see her eyes through the back of the of the square where it's cut around, and that's obviously a reference to demon slayer like i said demon slayer is the most popular anime since one piece in japan right now so so that also obviously in there yeah comparisons to this being like strand like or whatever oh what were you carrying a person on your backpack yeah (laughs) i i just i just saw it and i was like that's demon and i've only seen like three episodes of demon slayer but i'm like I've seen enough to know, like, that's fucking Demon Slayer. And I showed it to Jess because we watched the guy. I was like, that's de- that's his fucking sister. That's his demon sister in the backpack right there. And I'm surprised that nobody in my in my Twitter circle or whatever had mentioned it yet because that was 100% Demon Slayer. But I, I don't need to go on for Arceus. I have a whole bunch of notes about Arceus. I still love it. Um, I still think it's incredible. I hope that you end up liking it because it's, like I said, it's taken hold of me. It kind of, it makes me... I think of like John and uh, Hitman Three and all that, you know, where it's just like I just I don't want to do anything other than play Arceus because I love it so much, and it's just well, and you know, like that's great. for me is like games like uh, like Stardew, Stardew Valley, Valley did for you. Yeah. Yeah. I have games yeah. like that, Moon, whatever. Like there's these weird games that have a certain feel to them. So, 
but I will say I just got my third star like before we started recording. So I'm a three star. <laughs> it's kind of funny because you, you had two stars when we talked last week. Yeah. And uh, last week, um, what was it? I, I was almost at seven stars. Mm. And I got to eight stars before I had even fought the third boss. And I'm still at eight stars because I haven't got to nine stars yet because there's actually a long, you have to get a lot of stuff before you get to the ninth star. But when I got to the eighth star and had even gone to the third thing, I feel like I kind of broke the game because nothing is hard in the game anymore because all my characters are like level 80 and -hmm. everything that I'm fighting is like level 40 and I'm just killing them in like one move. And it's like, (laughs) just because I was so obsessed with catching the Pokemon and like the exploration part of it that I accidentally over leveled everything. So I'm kind of, so now everything is just not, it's not hard anymore, but I, I don't care because the, the stuff that I love about the game is just like, cause I, cause when we talked last week, I just got the Basque Legion, which is like the, the fish that like you can ride on that can take you to all these new places. And I just went to all these new places that I hadn't gone to before. And all of the cool Pokemon that I hadn't found yet were in these places. Like I found like the, the alpha Infernape, And I also categorized all of my alphas. I have like, 97 alphas or something like that i counted all of them while i was at work earlier i have almost 100 alphas and i put them all like in three pastures right next to each other just so i could like see how many alphas i have because i've just been on a crazy alpha hunt and i go and look for every alpha that i can find so like what i have like five of my characters in my six person party are all alphas i have like a alakazam a Whizcash, which ended up being one of my favorite Pokemons ever, which I've never heard of. Whizcash is like the is the goat of the game, the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Fighting type, Ground type, Water type, and Psychic type all in one Pokemon. I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit! This thing has so many fucking great types that you can use on different things. It's actually it's been my fucking ace in the hole for like any any like match that I'm in where I get where I get kind of knocked into a corner. I use a I use Whizcash to get me out of it. I, I evolved my Machoke into a Machamp. I, I think I mentioned last time that the evolutions where you used to have to trade them, you don't have to do that anymore. But the way that you that you evolve them is you give them a Game Boy Link cable as an item that you buy in the game. That's hilarious and awesome. I love that. I like that. Too. You buy a fucking it look. It's a fucking Game Boy Link cable. Like they're not hiding it. Like that's what the icon is. It's the fucking Link cable that you saw in the eighties. It's the black Link cable. That you had from the original Game Boy, and you give it to your Pokemon as an item, and that is that evolves them how you would when you had to trade them. And I'm like, that's amazing. I, I felt so bad that I didn't mention it last week, and I didn't mention also. I don't know if you ran into it. The guy, uh, he's basically like Hestu, except for the really shitty version of Hestu from a uh, link from Breath of the Wild. This guy where you have to pay him to like make your to give you more inventory slots. And oh it, yeah, yeah. And it gets that. like higher and higher and higher. And last time I was there, he was charging me like fifty fifty thousand dollars in game to give me one slot, and it started off at a hundred mm-hmm. for one. It like it reminds he, me of the magic beans and he's uh, the bean guy. Yeah, he's Ocarina the fucking time, bean guy yeah. from Ocarina of Time that like just keeps making it higher mm-hmm. and higher and higher. And I, eventually, I just stopped doing it because I couldn't afford it. And also, there was a th- crazy story thing that happened where everything changed in the game. Anyway, play it; it's amazing. I love it. And I was going to ask you if you had seen a Cherum, because apparently that's something that broke the game as well, where nobody can find Cherums. And I've never seen one. And I played the game for 60 hours. Never fucking seen one. I don't know what a Cherum is. It's a Pokemon that you're supposed to find, and it's a side mission that you do where you, where you like, max out the Pokedex. Never fucking seen the thing. I've been playing the game for 60 hours. Never saw one. 
Apparently, it's like one percent appearance or something like that, and people are all pissed off. That's you can't one find the them. Three bees. That's not the one. Oh, you mean the honey one? They're they're everywhere. Yeah. They, you actually have to catch like five different types of them in different areas. But uh, one of my favorite hilarious things that I did with Arceus was I did the uh, Pokedex entry for Magikarp where you splash a hundred times. Oh, okay. Across multiple battles, you splash a hundred times to get, and it was one of those things that I was like, "This is so stupid that I have to do it." This is but a I, useless move that they got rid of a lot of the useless moves, but they left splash. No, splash is hilarious because that's what's great about Magikarp is Magikarp can't do anything other than splash. Magikarp can't attack. All the Magikarp can do is splash. It's a shitty fucking Pokemon. But if you keep Magikarp for long enough, it becomes Gyarados, which is an incredibly mm. strong Pokemon. And that was the thing about Magikarp. And I think it's funny that, like, yeah, if you have a Magikarp and you do 100 splashes, you get an extra thing for your Pokedex or whatever. Anyway, I, I love that game. It's great. Oh, yeah, and I and I played through all the bosses, all of the Soulsborns one. And that final boss made me want to break my controller in half. So you have that, uh, you have that to look forward to. <laughs> that last one, I was really pissed about it because it was really hard. It, it felt like almost a Dark Souls game. I don't know. Like the dodging of it. Like I almost broke my controller in half. I was so pissed about it. I just beat whoever the uh, dancing Pokemon was, like the ballet one. So, yeah, that's right. I think at. that's the second one. But I beat the fifth one, which was the last of the Souls one. But I, I think I'm I think I'm at the end of the game, I think. I'm, I'm during the trials part, and I think I'm almost to credits. But I'm going to do the credits, and I'm going to try to max out the Pokedex. I think there's 200 and... There's like 250 maybe, and I'm like 180 that I have of the Pokemon. So it's doable. I'm going to try to finish the Pokedex completely. And I'm going to do all the post-game stuff, and I still love the shit out of this game. So, Oh, yeah, and I had a thing where I just kind of lost myself in the game, and I caught like 65 Pokemon in one go, where I was just walking around. I was just going to all the extra shit and just catching them like crazy. And, and I was like, I got to the point where I was like, I'm kind of tired of catching Pokemon. So then I just started doing the regular story, and the story was incredible too. So it's just like... It still makes me like not want to play any other games, even though I've bought two others that I haven't played yet. But yeah, that's all, that's all I have to say about Pokemon. I and mean, if nobody else has anything to say about what they've been playing this week, we should call it because we, we talked enough about this episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us at patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, we'll have a new new Patreon episode up soon when all the twos come together for February and the year of 2022. You'll figure it all out while it, while it happens. Um, also, go to twitter.com or whatever it's called. Find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxtech and at John Knitter. He never tweets, but you can still stalk him on there. And uh, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And, you know, throw us some money for extra podcasts. And, of course, the new WART radio that's on the, on the $5 level where you can hear all the music for the month as a playlist and all that shit. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. I'm John Litter. And check out North of the Ten on BET Plus. It'll be out right now when you hear this. And uh, much appreciated. Yeah, Thank check you. it out. You can get a week for free. Or I'm I was gonna try to buy it on Amazon if I could. But yeah, yeah, look it up. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you.